0: Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the first of March 2023. This is the Gap episode 650. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. Job, it's out. It's it's here. Ah. They did it. Oh my By god, they've done it. Can't believe they've done it. Do we have a juicy podcast today? Could be a juicy podcast. I don't oh. know, I guess we'll see.
1: Mando's out. Is that what we're talking about?
0: Mando is out. Mando's out, no, and we're
1: uh, not watching it.
0: <laughs> the forest. Sons of the forest. Sons of the forest. Or Wulong Fallen Dynasty, maybe. Uh, Actually, that's... Wulong. W- Wulong. Is that even out? No, this is a preview or something you've done.
1: So, uh, it comes out this Friday.
0: Oh, okay. Look at us go.
1: So this podcast can't go up until Friday, I guess. I'll send you, like you the details. Sorry. I'll put the details. Sorry. All right. Uh-oh. We're going out live. And we already mentioned everything. Yeah. Uh yeah. So Sons of the Forest, yeah, yeah, that's a juicy one. Plus PSVR two. It's all happening. It's fucking it's all over the it's fucking huge. Yeah. Some other garbage. And it's only album. March first. Fuck. Crazy. It's autumn. It
0: is. It Depending is. on where you are in the world, Job. ah uh, 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 uh yes, okay. Let's not do this again. All right. Fine. Fine. It's Q2. Could be fall.
1: Depending on when your financial year starts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All
0: right. What's going Should on, we get into Loki? it?
1: There's a lot. Okay. Let's just get into it. Yeah.
0: It might be a long one. Um, let's kick things off with some mobile games, or a mobile game. Mighty Doom yep. um, is now out. Bethesda released a, uh, a mobile game inspired by doom the video game uh it's top down roguelite where you are battling against the demons of hell um working your way through levels unlocking new gear and equipment and uh trying to progress further into the game uh it is a clone of archero 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 uh that we've played uh, we talked about on here a couple of times. Yep, I was like, basically, when I fired this game up, I was like, "Oh, the the people that made Archero um, made this Doom thing." Uh, right. it's, no, they've, I don't think they have. I <laughs> think Bethesda's just like, oh. "Fuck you, we're cloning this." Uh, it's it's basically an exact copy of that game.
1: When I saw Mighty Doom announced, you know, what I was thinking the first thing I thought was. Like and and I saw some screenshots. I'm like, holy fuck, that looks so much like Archero. Uh, the first thing I thought was, why wouldn't they rip off Vampire Survivors slash Magic Survival? Why would they? Because that, in my mind, that actually lends itself pretty well to the cool. Doom universe, you know. And it could be there's pretty cool. a reason why.
0: Why is that? Because this is riddled with microtransactions.
1: Uh uh yeah they, they do that in the in the survival, the vampire survivals, magic survival uh genre. They do microtransactions, you can buy stuff like that, but uh probably not as many opportunities. Has it got has it got energy?
0: Has energy oh, it's got loot boxes, it's got Go on, Pete. it's got uh oh, cosmetics. Cosmetics um, for you can change the look of your doom guy... You can change the look of your <sighs> rocket launcher... You can, like... It's... It's all there... Um... In right. saying that though... The actual core gameplay loop is... Is fun because... Uh, I mean... They've copied another game that was fun... So that's not hard to do... Um... Mm. But... Yeah... It's fine... Um... I'm, I'm sort of curious like... <laughs> I... At some point it's obviously going to drop off... In terms of how far I can get into a... a um I think they're called like zones or something like that where each each sort of level where each zone has about forty levels you can get through and every ten levels is a new boss you have to try and defeat. And once you clear that zone you get unlocks and rewards and you move on to the next one. I believe there's only eight at this time, but right. I also don't know if there's like some sort of weird reset mechanic or what happens further on down the track, but um it, i'm finding it pretty cruisy at the moment which is a staple of uh you know mobile yep microtransactions in games because they want you to invest the time yeah and then you get to the point where it's like oh now i've actually got to like really invest some time into it and invest some money if i want to get this far um so i don't know I'll, I'll sort of keep playing it while i'm got a little you know bit of free time and i'll, I'll um maybe see where that grind sort of comes into play but yeah it's it's fine at the moment it's not doing anything new um i mean if you've played one of those games you've played them all at this point it looks like it's just kind of disappointing that we normally don't see this sort of stuff from um like triple a publishers i guess usually it's the other way around in terms of who's copying who who's cloning who yeah um like you look at what they did with with, with the Elder Scrolls game on um, mobile platforms, and that kind of seemed like something different, I guess. Whereas this is just a blatant—I don't remember—clone game.
1: <laughs> any Elder Scrolls? What's that? I don't remember any Elder Scrolls games on the mobile
0: platform. It was the first person one where you would um, um, sort of go through areas and build a town and and shoot oh. things. A sorcerer. <laughs> uh, yeah, which they don't very, make
1: anymore. very very long lived. We're at Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter seemed like a you know it was in the I guess the idle genre, but it was an interesting twist. I hadn't seen anything quite like it before,
0: and I consider well, well they take that was the XCOM um, building mechanic, the right? bunker, sure,
1: but it wasn't sure. like that's not how it was ever deployed in XCOM. You know, like no, uh, this was this took that basic concept and like turned it into an idle game and i think we talk about a lot of fucking idle games on this goddamn podcast i think we know a lot of the idle games and we hadn't seen anything like it before so yeah Yeah. that was a good one yeah this one so it's hmm.
0: it sucks that they've gone the other way and yeah copying other titles yeah yeah Yeah, well Um, shit all right anyway Anyway, um I'll, I'll keep playing it just to see where it goes, but yeah, a little glad bit I didn't um, get it. Yeah, I mean it's free, so you don't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Um next up we got Gunfire not- Reborn. Not- this is uh we- we've talked about this game before on here. Have we? I think we have like I've heard of this game before, so oh, that's why I feel like
1: it's definitely been out and about for a little while. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it before. Um, it's Maybe not. It's a it's a first person shooter roguelike like uh, RPG, I guess. You know, it's uh you go into the you know each of these levels and you um you unlock. Uh, new guns or you unlock you find guns and those guns have different like abilities and you unlock different like power ups you've got like a certain you've got a set like of abilities like uh, the base dude has a grenade that does poison damage or what do they call it like I can't remember the fucking element they've got some name for the element but it's Acid it's not acid it's it's uh but oh it does corrosive though it's it's like it's also it's not called acid though um but it it acts like acid uh so the name for it's something like poison and the corrosion. action decay? is something like acid but anyway decay that's to say corrosion decay decay yeah. yeah um so um yeah you've got you've got that you've got fire you've got lightning um so you got these grenades, you throw them out. They do that. You've got this like ability that you can shoot out and sort of chains people in place, does some damage. Uh, you've got a dodge forward move. I don't know if the other characters also dodge forward like that or if they've got something different. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, you find different weapons, and then when you die, you start over and you, you try again. And um, it's it's quite well it's quite well done it's quite well executed uh, it's a good fucking rendition of that concept uh, it's interesting because I've been playing the Light Brigade and I think what makes the Light Brigade so impressive is that it does it in uh, first per- uh, in VR right uh, but this this doesn't have that as a crutch to lean on so it just has to be fucking good like all over and it is, I think um, it's, it's very, very easy to lose a couple of hours. Cause you're just like, Oh, I can do better this run. I'll just, I'll just have one more shot. Um, and yeah. And you go back in and, and try it over again. Um, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's got multiplayer. I don't know how deep it gets, but uh, the elements thing is pretty interesting. You can combine them. Um, So you can combine each of the elements and they make like a super element. So like that actually winds up like translates in action into like a fuck ton of like weapon switching and like weapon management. And like there are, I I don't know. I'm not, you know, not playing fucking super optimal or whatever uh, because I'm still learning. But um, there is this like feeling like, well i don't pick up weapons if they don't have fucking element an element on them at the moment especially when i'm building like there there have been situations where uh the power-ups i've gotten haven't really lent themselves to elements and so i haven't worried too much about having elements but uh there are others where yeah i'm like oh yeah i've powered up my elements um I'm getting like 400% extra corrosive, whatever. Uh, I really like, I'm going to hold onto this gun that's technically doing worse just because it allows me to do that. And then I'm going to combine that with like another elemental weapon just to make sure I'm getting as much of that elemental stack shit going at all times. And uh, yeah, yeah, you just like wind up in these situations where you're fucking cycling through fucking weapons uh, constantly just to make sure you keep your stacks up and uh, the the enemies don't feel too spongy because they've got like crits. Uh, so you can like sort of crit them down pretty fast but at the same time, the further you go and the uh, less you've sort of leveled up in the like the meta portion of the game, um, the... Like the they do eventually get to a point where they're quite difficult to deal with. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's real good. Like I'm, yeah, real impressed. Having a lot of fun. Um,
0: this is on. Um, it's on Game Pass as well, right? Maybe that's where I've seen it. Is it? Oh man, I'm fucking, fucking screwing up today, aren't I? No, it's on Game Pass. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, there you go. Did you buy it? Yep. (laughs) I've had it on my fucking wish list for fucking ages. Um, And, yeah, I picked it up. I wonder... I'd be interested to see how it goes, uh, like, cross-play between Mm -hmm. Steam and uh, and Game Pass. Because, I don't know, loads of fucking loads of games have fucked that up before. So they certainly wouldn't be the first, but I didn't know it was on Game Pass. So I just, I don't know from the outset. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think it's real cool.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. That's a uh, gunfire reborn. It's available on, on Game Pass or you can, you can also buy it as well on the store. Um, Yeah, Yeah, check it out Alright, let's talk about some uh, PlayStation VR 2 It is now out Um, PlayStation sent a uh, review unit over over to me and I've I've had a chance to to spend a bit of time with this thing Um, We've always talked about this hardware a lot You and I um, have been knee deep in VR since the age of Um, it was announced like you were in a VR movie, weren't you? Um, Lawnmower Man.
1: Oh, that's true, that is true. Yes,
0: (laughs) yeah, you're the the pioneer of VR (laughs) with
1: old Pierce, my mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Um. yeah, gold. I was, I didn't know where you were going. I can't believe I didn't see it coming.
0: No, yeah, (laughs) fresh, fresh Lawnmower Man (laughs) reference,
1: reference.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah so uh you you got into it before me um yep. with the the rift was it the rift no no Vive, the Vive. yeah um i've got an oculus rift 2 yeah uh, R- oh, sorry oculus rift s, s yeah. that i've been using um <clears throat> which is uh it's the type of thing where it's it's really hard and i think we'll talk about this later like it's it, it's a piece of hardware that is hard to explain to people how well it works until they actually put it on their face i remember like nintendo the nintendo 3ds was was one of those things that was like until you saw it in action it was hard to relay to somebody what this thing was and how it worked and nintendo even had a problem of like how do we market this to people Because it's a device that is supposed to render things in, you know, 3D without, you know, having glasses on when we had that, went through that whole phase, right? Yep. Um, And like being able to market it was just a nightmare for them. Uh, And that's what is so hard about this technology is that it's so hard to get people to understand what it does without actually sticking a fucking headset on someone's head and then being like... Do you get it now? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. On top of that, the entry level for this, the hardware is is quite expensive, um, but it is coming down in price, and technology is getting a lot better. Uh, and so, the PlayStation VR two is the the next uh, edition of the PlayStation VR, which Sony has been um, has been working on. Uh, it is. I mean when they announced this thing we i think we were both like this thing's gonna cost a fortune yeah because it was just competing against the other vr headsets in terms of um like what it was doing technology wise like it wasn't this wasn't like oh playstation's got another vr kit out and like they're just doing it for the sake of it it was like no we're they're putting this thing out and they're trying to actually put out some really cool technology with it um yeah, and and I guess the uh, I I don't think it's as expensive as what I imagined it was going to be. Like it's still lower end in terms of some of the uh, the higher tier devices that you can get for your computer. Oh, dude, have you seen uh, how
1: it, much, how expensive that shit gets these days?
0: Yeah, upwards of like two thousand dollars.
1: Upwards of the price of your fucking graphics card, dude. Like seriously. You can get there's an eight K set out at the moment. Right. Like Mm. insanity shit. Like, and that's consumer grade as well. There's no way it's put it's actually delivering.
2: But yeah.
0: Right, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is I think their price point in terms of what that area is that they're going for. They're going for the You know they're not going they're not going for 8k but they're doing like high tier um technology and they're going to they're trying to compete against some of those really good headsets and i think the price point is pretty um competitive for for what you know they're doing but it is also still in australia a 900 dollar um you know spend uh which is still hard for a lot of people to swallow, right? Because yeah. you've got this device, but then you also need the hardware to run the thing, um, and that works on both ways. You need if it's on PlayStation, you need the PlayStation console. If it's on PC, you need the 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 PC hardware. Unless you're going with the the you know the ones where it was the um, either using your phone or having like the wireless sort of stuff that had it all built into the headset. Um, but those ones weren't as um, upper classes some of this hardware that that is out today yeah um and so like playstation's in this uphill battle where they're trying to push this technology and get into the market but at the same time it is still a very niche market because it's it's a it's hard to get into for for the regular consumer it's it's so expensive uh and then on top of that like i said before it's hard to convey what this stuff does until you actually put the thing on and then you kind of get an idea of all right yeah this is really cool yeah um, and so, yeah, I mean, that was an interesting thing of like having this thing in the office and, and watching like a dozen people play with this thing and being like, holy shit, like this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and like seeing one after the other, just being blown away at what you can do with this, uh, with these headsets. Um, and so, yeah, I've had a, a couple of days to play around with it. There's a few games here that I'll, I'll talk about, but in terms of the technology itself, um, it's it's running basically uh, like two K uh, resolution on the um, uh, on the display. It's an OLED screen, which is um, which is nice. The, the the screen I think on the the one that I've got is just a, a LCD sort of screen. Um, it's got a really high refresh rate on this thing; goes up to one hundred and twenty hertz, which is awesome for the games. it it'll, it'll hit that. Um, it's using a tracking system which has a bunch of cameras on the front of the uh, the, the visor, which determines, like, um, where you are in the room and that sort of stuff. Some technology out there uses a camera or uh, I think your one uses, like, sensors, right? Yeah, around the room? they're
1: called lighthouses, yeah. And they sit in yeah. the corners of the room.
0: Yeah, the Valve Index has something similar where you yep. set up these sensors around the room and it tracks your 3D space, like, in terms of where you are, that sort of stuff. Um, so this one's using... The cameras that are in there, and the gyroscopes, and everything else that's in the the. Visor. I'm pretty
3: sure
1: the Rift S hmm. and the Vive and Vive Pro also all use an array of those cameras as well. Yeah, like yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. But the technology to just use those cameras didn't exist until maybe the Quest Two. Hmm. Uh, and and that's how they went fully, you know, wireless, type right. shit. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because the um, Vive
1: definitely has a fucking camera. I know that because every time I fucking, every time my uh, Windows updates, it decides it's the primary fucking webcam. And so right. I'll I'll turn like, if we try to do if we try to do this fucking podcast after I fucking. Windows update, you get to see a fucking picture of whatever the fuck my vibe is looking at at the moment. Mm. Usually a wall. It's just fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, it does use those cameras. It's just uh, not as important as the lighthouses. Sorry, just to clarify. Just in case we... I know I know we've got a lot of pedants. Pedants? 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 Listening. Pedants? Like fucking people who prey on... People who prey on like underage... Ants. <laughs> anyway, did you say Ted Danson? Ted Danson? Fucking, <laughs> yeah. You got a, you got a, the freshest references today, don't you? Fucking, there you go. Cheers yeah. to
0: that, eh? <laughs> Anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, the the Rift S, I got that when I was in the US. So, that would have been like 20, 2019, 2020-ish. Yeah. Um, so, it was fairly new technology. I'd say that everything like if you line the two up side by side in terms of specs the PlayStation VR is is like beating it in pretty much every department yeah. um from resolution to frame rate to um like FOV uh, y- your field of view um it's got uh it's got like a rumble um sensor in the the headset so when i hit a wall in Gran Turismo the thing shakes um cool. i like that's not in ...I guess the headset that I've got. Haptic feedback, Um, right? Yeah, it's got haptic feedback stuff in there. Um, It's... It's... uh, It's got eye-tracking technology inside of the visor... ...which is extremely cool. Um, So you basically set it up by looking at a series of uh, markers on the screen... ...and you like kind of follow it around with your eyes. And then you can use that in-games... Uh, to either you like, um, so it, I, I think I've, heard, I've seen people compare it to like uh, being able to use it as a, like rather than aiming at something using a controller, you sort of just look at the thing and then it knows where you're aiming. Um, so you can use it that way. And I think Res Infinite does it, or there's an option where you can use it in, um, in that game. Right. But the way that I've seen it work and something's interesting is like being able to use it with inside of menus, uh, oh, and just okay. like look yep. at the thing you want to get to in a menu, menu, and press the button. Nice. That's really bizarre and weird to be like being like looking at graphics options, and the cursor is on there automatically. Yep. And you press it, and then you're like looking through these menus, and, and all the menus are like
1: on your like on your controllers,
0: right? Yeah. You press like yeah. X on the controller, and then it's you're like, like looking some, through these.
1: There was there was a game where you had <laughs> to like <laughs> hover. Like you'd look and you'd hover for like three seconds and that would activate it. And yeah, that sucked. But if if you're looking and and you're grabbing or like activating, that's fucking cool.
0: Yeah. And so I, I, you basically like look through all these menu items and it's like ticking through each one you look through and you're like, okay, this is kind of bizarre that I can control the thing on the screen with my eyeballs. And it's pretty freaking accurate. Yeah. Um, like I didn't have any problems where I'm like, oh, that wasn't the thing I was trying to change. Like it just it just worked, which is super impressive. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, it's got that sort of stuff in there. Um, it's got the pass through technology. I think it's called pass through, maybe, um, where you you can press a button on the headset, it'll show you everything that's around you in real life. Uh, <laughs> what uh, in terms? <laughs> that's cool. Does you does your also have that? What no. Oh, okay. No, my um, my Rift S does that as well. Yeah, so really. you've got the headset on, right? Uh-huh. And you press a button on there and it, it basically switches on the cameras on the outside. Well, uh-huh. a camera on the outside somewhere. Right. And it shows you like the world in front of you. So like I can walk around with the headset on and fucking, talk to people. Like, I got to
1: look up if it does. Because it does not have that camera, right? So that's... Yeah. That'd be fucking hilarious if it did. And I've never um, used it because I fucking... I like... like there's like a sliver. Run into shit. There's, well, no, I definitely have fucking. I punched my fucking rowing machine the other day. Uh, like, I thought. I act, actually thought I broke my fucking hand. Um, but no, there's, there's always like a. Like, millimeter gap between. Because of the bridge in my nose uh, and what, the way it sits. There's like this gap. It's, hey, that's the name of the show. Uh, there's this tiny space. And I can, like. If I crane my head all the way back, I can, like, look at my computer screen to see what's going yep. on. Uh, and, yeah, that's how I've been doing it this entire time. So, it's going to suck. Time for an upgrade. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or if it's if it's been available this whole time, I'm going to feel like such a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's called Yeah, I just checked. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't think it's not right. available on the Vive one.
0: Yeah, so it, it's on the Rift S that I've got, yep. um, and and it, it's really good for like I said, if someone comes in the room and needs to talk to you, or you, you need to, you know, is is my pet in the room, or am I am I about to run into a chair, or like, I would I would be able to use it and basically like jump onto Facebook and message people while I have this thing on, like that's right. how well it sort of works. Cool. Um, with the with the PlayStation VR two, exact same technology, I think it's a little bit crisper in terms of the images running and um. It's a it's a little bit weird when you first put it on because it can feel a, a tiny bit floaty, because um, there's obviously a, t- a, a very slight amount of lag that's happening. But it's it doesn't throw you off. Um, whereas the PlayStation Two VR, like I don't really notice the lag at all. It's pretty, right. uh, and I guess this is like this. It's not probably the same technology, but you look at what they use in like the military and how they're sort of doing like night vision stuff now it's all computer technology and yeah. cameras and all that sort of stuff um, so it seems like that tech is pretty well you know down to um, very quick Yeah, <laughs> like they've nailed it um, what else is there? the controllers um, I... so it's, it's using a lot of the same tech as the, um, the like the DualSense stuff haptic feedback um touch sensitivity on the actual buttons so you very lightly you don't even have to press the button you kind of just put your finger on it and, it and it registers as a button or a type of interaction with it um, so you've got that as well as actually pressing the button is a different type of interaction so it may do different things in different games um, i think the rift s does that on the controllers as well or um, does something i know it does it with like the the thumbsticks, um, I'm not sure about the actual buttons though, um, so the controllers are fine um, I think my biggest problem with the controllers and nobody at home is going to be able to see this but it's like a pain in the ass to figure out where your hand goes when you want to put the wrist strap on, cause like every time I do it, like I think I've done it wrong just now, no that worked um, like it's just it's really awkward when you put your hand through the circle bit in the hole, um to try and sort that out the other thing is the options buttons are next to what's with the, the what's what's with the circle thing what's with the circle thing yeah I think it's a way to stop you hitting stuff like there's a protection there um
1: <laughs> fucking maybe no no that can't be it it's got to be some sort of tracking or something surely
0: yeah
1: I don't know don't talk when you're not facing the mic
0: no, because, look, the, refer- the circle things. What is going on? They love their circles in VR. This is the um, the Rift S one.
1: And the Index has similar, right? And so does the Quest 2. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just the Vive that's got the shitty wand that doesn't protect your hand when you punch your yeah. wrong machine. Yeah. I'd have fucking, I would have broken. I would have broken that thing. I would have broken, like... The PlayStation, I would have, I would have really fucked that shit up. I would rather break my hand than break the fucking controller for the seven hundred dollar fucking VR machine I'd just gone. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Good God!
0: <laughs> right. Um, so the uh, yeah, the bigger problem with the controller is is it's a bit awkward to actually put on, and and when you're. Um, I'm just not used to doing it yet. I'm always sticking it in the wrong, like, trying to... It's just <laughs> awkward. Um, the other thing I don't like about it at the moment is the Options button or the, uh, the Share button is next to the thumbstick, and, and I've had occasions where I've accidentally hit the Screenshot button on the um, controller yep. and it being, like, taken a screenshot. Um, so I might disable that. But otherwise, like, it, it works pretty well. Yeah. Um, and so I've uh, Yeah, no, it's it's really cool um, So a couple games I've been playing I, I checked out Horizon Call The Mountain There's a, a demo on the PlayStation Store, store That you can trial um, And it's like 20, 20 minutes or so yep. Of the opening sequence in that game um, That's just like a perfect example of uh, The things that like this tech can do, and like putting you in a world and having this enormous 3D open space around you, mm. um, and then having things going on around you that like you can't experience in a normal game with a flat screen, because it puts you in this world and it, it just completely uh, like it's it's a massive atmosphere. Um, you're you know you've got characters right up in your face or um, giant robot dinosaurs trying to attack you and things like that yeah um and so this game basically starts off with like a boat ride and uh you know of course i'm like trying to put my hand in the water and do all that sort of stuff and the control is vibrating as i put my hand in the water and you kind of just sit in this uh canoe as as you're uh taking in the scenery around you things go bad the boat capsizes and then you can then run around and Interact with the environment, you're climbing up walls, doing all the VR, VR stuff people love to do, um, grabbing onto vines. You eventually get a bow and arrow. Um, and the way that works is <clears throat> uh, you hold it with one hand, which I am uh, holding that in my left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grab behind you to, gra- to, to get an arrow, which is by the looks of it, unlimited arrows. Uh, you stick it on the bow, pull back, you aim, shoot things. Uh, and it works extremely well. Um surprisingly, very well, like things that I want to aim at, generally it's going in the direction that I want to try and hit on. and it's just super satisfying, especially when there's a target really far away right um, that you can hit. And the game has these targets set up around the environments that like are collectibles and you trying to shoot them is part of the you know one of the challenges you can do. and so you can spot it off in the distance and you know, try and fire a bunch of arrows at it. Uh, they've got a ton of stuff set up around the environment that you can just fuck around with and I spent like 15 minutes doing that picking up um, all sorts of musical instruments and hitting uh, cymbals and playing on fucking drums and bongos and picking up uh, torches that you can light on fire and was like trying to juggle these things like stupid shit that, that developers are like it's VR baby This is what it needs so they'd gone down The checklist Yeah Of you know Here's my wall painting uh, That I spent like 10 minutes <laughs> Drawing on um, There was like A paintbrush And a bunch of Paints all around Oh yeah And so I picked up The paintbrush And started painting stuff And I was like What if I use my fingers And I put my fingers in there And that worked And started like Painting with my fingers <laughs> All that fun stuff Found a box Picked up the box Started collecting items You know half-life alex style just walking around with them doing stupid shit like that like it it just sort of you know it's all that stuff is there that's what sort of makes vr experiences really fun it's just trying to think of fun and weird goofy ways that you can mess with the systems and they've created and for the most part um they work and and that sort of stuff um Which is fun uh, And then the uh, There was a little bit of combat in the game um, Came up against one of the Velociraptor type things that you, The Watchers I think they're called um, These combat encounters are the, the way they work is They're a bit more on rails In terms of you you don't have the freedom To just run around wherever you want uh, And yeah. teleport wherever you want There are um, You kind of hold left and right Or you can dodge Um, and it's a bit more of like a a circle um, combat arena while these things are attacking you and you're trying to uh, hit its weak spots or spread off its armor Um, and that stuff is you know that particular fight again it's kind of satisfying when you're dodging out of the way of this thing and grabbing arrows from behind your back and firing off and hitting them in the correct spots and watching its health go bar or like things fall off from um from its from its body as you slowly whittle it whittle it down. Um <laughs> so like that felt really satisfying. Yep. And uh and then like picking up um items from the thing you've just downed, it's that very much Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West thing where you're like Scavenging parts from this thing to to do upgrades, and it's got that element in there. Um, yeah, and that was pretty much most of the demo I played. It's a really nice looking game, yeah. Um, because it's very like it's just the only other game that I've sort of played that is like that is um, maybe Half Life Alex, where you put you in this environment, you're like, oh, there's big fucking buildings around here, yeah. and but it's also because the level of detail that they go into is so, yeah, um, like, top-notch. Whereas there are other games like that in VR, but it doesn't have that art design or that aesthetic to it. It doesn't really make you feel uh, like it could be a little bit cartoonish or, or that sort of stuff. Well,
1: Boneworks um, is super, you know, lo-fi and untextured and whatnot, you know? like Yeah. But it's a trade-off, right? You You yeah. either have these giant levels where you can go anywhere and do everything with, like with fuck all detail or you've got these small arenas where you like you can really get into the nitty-gritty of what's in front of you Mm. you know like yeah yeah it's a huge it's not it's not like regular games you know no you don't have that sort of yeah
0: no like there's no way i would play i mean yes 15 years ago when I played Half-Life 2 I picked up all the physics shit And shooting, you know, throwing things at walls And all that sort of stuff Yeah, Uh, You know, hitting paint cans And all that sort of stuff But literally I'm spending like 20 minutes Grabbing everything and fucking throwing it off a cliff And seeing how it interacts And, you know, doing the juggling of the torches And just stupid shit And I've played VR games before Like I just have fun with that sort of stuff It's just silly Um, So it seems like it does all that stuff really good to, like I'm pretty tempted to buy this thing at this point because I had a lot of fun with it it's yeah. expensive though it's like 110 bucks um, which right. is quite high <laughs> um, yeah. and also you can only buy it digitally it's not uh, it's not on in stores as far as I'm aware I, I couldn't see it when I looked before but I I was quite impressed with um, like I had fun with it so yeah that's you know it's a it's a nice uh, showcase of their this is the game they've been pushing for it, and I think it does. It's going to impress people that haven't played VR before on a console. Um, they didn't play PlayStation VR, the first one, um, and they picked this up. They're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing is Gran Turismo 7, Job's sports game of the year of last year. Of course. Of uh, course. They re- released a VR update for this. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, like a bunch of... Whenever we go to a convention and there's VR, it's always there's always this. A racing game yeah like that is um because it's just such a good showcase of that tech as well yeah uh and Gran Turismo 7 does a fantastic job here with its simulation racing yeah. uh and putting you in the literal cockpit of a car with a headset on and everything's in 3d and all that sort of stuff um yeah it's it's amazing in this uh it works really well I was using my just standard controller to play this game on sitting in a um in my chair whereas in Horizon Call the, call the Mountains I'm, I'm doing uh, standing I'm moving around the environment and walking and all that sort of stuff yep. uh, one thing that was interesting actually in Call the Mountain was there's a different type of movement style where you can it's gesture based movement uh, and you can hold two buttons in and you move your hands like you're running or walking and right. that will make you move That's pretty good. Uh, I immediately turned that off very oh. gimmicky yeah. but it worked very well <laughs> surprisingly um, to move around which I thought was bizarre I just wanted I wanted to use the I, I like Using the control thumbsticks And, and Sure Locomotion stuff Yeah That's what um, you know So yeah Yeah Gran Turismo was um, Sitting down on my chair Playing That way In my bucket seat While also sitting in a, a Car with a bucket seat Yeah um, And yeah It's, 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 it's fantastic It's um, uh, Again Another really cool showcase Of the tech It runs amazing in... Um... In VR... No frame rate hitches... All that sort of stuff... Uh... And because Gran Turismo is that... Simulation racing... Or simulation driving game... Um... It's uh... Yeah... Like it just feels like you're in a car... And... Um... That detail of... Uh... Like being able to look around you... Look in the rear view mirror... Rather than pressing a button to look behind you... And... Oh, what's behind me? Who, who's? Where is this person? This other car, and uh, whereabouts are they? Like just glancing up at the rearview mirror, or like one of the side mirrors, and seeing where the cars are yep. behind you is is bizarre because that's kind of how you drive a car normally. Sure. And being able to do that in VR is is strange, um, and just being able to look at around you know where other cars are, um, turning your head really easily to look at corners strangely like and I don't know why this was but when I played Gran Turismo normally I glance at the map quite a lot like to see what's coming up and I yep. didn't feel the need to have to do that here right. um, I would occasionally look at the map to see oh, uh, you know this is you know, stuff is sort of happening but I never felt like I needed to know what was around the corner it could be because I've played a bunch of hours and I know the maps yep. already it's like it's, it's weird sort to of all the maps tracks tracks uh i already know a bunch of these tracks and playing them for you know 15 20 years levels levels yep randomly generated
3: instances
0: (laughs) um yep yeah it's it's uh works amazingly when when you're actually racing against cars around you and you've got that depth of how far they are in front of your car Mm. or how close they are next to you uh is is really again bizarre because you don't get that same sense when you're looking at a flat screen panel yeah um and so being able to judge very easily and quickly like this 3d environment around you is is strange and so yeah i had an absolute blast playing this in in vr it was was a lot of fun um and then really bizarre things like the there were moments where, like, the the sunlight would reflect off the steering wheel. Mm. And it felt like it was in my fucking eye. Like, oh, yeah. this is like this is actually happening. Um, and I don't know what has got... But, like, just stuff like that is weird. It's so weird. It's such a weird sensation to have that happen to you in a video game where you're not used to it. You kind of see that sometimes. And I remember it happening in Half-Life Alex whenever a flashlight would sort of... Shining your face... ...you'd get this like... ...oh what the fuck are you doing... ...like... ...that's really bright... ...um... ...and and this works... ...very strangely in... ...Gran Turismo 7... Um, ...it sounds
1: like it's way more... ...prominent as well...
0: <laughs> ...yeah... ...maybe... Yeah. No? ...yeah... ...um... ...it sounds like it... ...just the way you describe yeah. it... Yeah. ...yeah... ...yeah... ...um... ...so anyway like... It, ...again... ...I had an absolute blast... With ...this is the game that I... ...I actually... ...everyone in the office... At work, jumped in and played it, and was like losing their minds over because. Right. Um, and one one comment I heard a lot was like, "Yeah, this is kind of like watching someone else play it. Is it doesn't show you like what it's doing. It's not until the person puts the thing on, and it starts off as a regular like Gran Turismo race where everything's it's all flat screen. You're looking at it in flat screen, and then you're seeing like over the car. It's like coming in, doing the rolling start." and then all of a sudden just clicks and everything goes into 3d and you're in the cockpit of this car and that's when everyone's like holy fuck like audibly like basically every person was like holy shit this is nuts um and you get that sense of speed when uh you're in a car that's a bit faster as well so yeah that that was uh, a lot of fun watching people play uh play that one and, and get into it um and the uh, the last game here that we checked Or well, that I checked out The Did Light you, Brigade Sorry How is the cafe
1: yep. in VR? You didn't really talk <laughs> you know about what? going to the cafe in VR
0: Is The cafe um, I think is not in VR They have the 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 tuning pits Or whatever they call them Where you can go in the car showroom Oh yeah uh, You can go in there and look at the cars and. What about the car wash? Can you go on a car wash? While in the car? I would do that
1: Not while you're in the car Oh, no, no, you navigate you to a menu tediously watch. and then you click mm-hmm. on car wash and then it spins around and then it's clean for whatever reason. Yeah.
0: I would rather sit in the car wash and yep. have that experience. Some like ASMR. Oh, yeah. There's a missed opportunity there for car wash 3D. Missed opportunity. <laughs> <Yeah. Hey. laughs> They're going to delay the game going and be like, that's a good idea, oh actually. My oh, my God. Yeah. Let's do that instead of.
1: Instead of making our game good, let's do that.
0: Let's do that. Instead of having a 10-second animation, let's make them sit in a car for two minutes. Yep. While Genius. the car is washed. Um,
1: Genius.
0: But also, if you don't put the uh, the car in park properly, then you have to start again.
1: Oh yeah, right. You've actually got to
0: drive the thing into there. Yep. Because it's a driving simulator. Oh I'm yeah. not sure if it's you understand. It's the real this. driving simulator. Yeah.
1: I oh, yeah. I understand. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was really cool. Uh, The Light Brigade is a game you've been talking about the last few weeks. It's an Australian-made, um, VR game. Australian-made? Would you call that South Australia? No, not an Australian-made.
1: Oh, it's got like Australians on the dev team. Okay, I'm
0: thinking of something else. Based out of California. Um,
1: Yeah, that's that horror game you're thinking of.
0: I can't remember its name. Yeah. 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 Um, Light Brigade is a, a Roguelite lite um, shooter. Shooter, yep. Shooter. Um, has uh, been playing or well, J- Job recommended this. Yep. You did a article for Games Hub. Yep. Um, on it. Uh, I've played uh, a little bit of it, uh, and I'm not a fan. I oh my lord! Don't like it. Oh. Um, well, not a. Yeah, maybe I don't like it. I don't know if it, this is a PlayStation VR thing, yep. and it's just not. I don't know... If they haven't worked on it much... Or... I really don't know... Uh... I found it... Extremely finicky... Um... I had a lot of problems... Trying to aim at things... Or... Being near... and Like... Taking cover behind an object... And having the weapon... Like... Freak out whenever I was trying to aim at something... Even though it felt like... It wasn't hitting anything... Or like... There was nothing near me to cause it to... Freak out that way... Um... I was having a bunch of difficulty uh, aiming at stuff with my hands on the controller because it felt like my wrist was not straight, it was always to like the right whenever I wanted to aim at something, and so that became quite difficult, and I thought maybe it was just a PlayStation controller, but then when I played Horizon, like, I didn't have any problem aiming with a bow and arrow, and that was a very similar aiming mechanic because it's this big bulky thing that is in front of your face uh and you're aiming and shooting with it whereas in the light brigade they give you this uh this rifle that you need to use and it's long um takes up like a lot of room and all that sort of stuff and so whenever i was aiming with it it felt like it but my default position always felt like i was aiming to the left constantly and i'd need to like t- tilt my hand to get it to aim straight uh, and that just became a, a massive issue for me to aim. I could never get the sight line to work properly, like, as much as I tried, because it's got, like, a little iron sight on the end. Um, I remember playing, like, Half-Life Alex, and, and like, uh, uh, Boneworks and using sights in those games and just being being able to, like, peer down and look at them and shoot something and it would kind of hit... ...where the sight lines were... ...I just couldn't get it to work... ...on this stuff... ...it would just... ...like I spent so much time... ...trying to figure out... ...what I was doing wrong... ...I just couldn't get it to go... ...um... ...uh... ...and then... ...my very first run... ...didn't go well... ...I had an enemy... ...get stuck in a... ...a rock... ...um... Right. ...and he was just... ...shooting me through the rock... ...the entire time... ...um... ...and I... ...at that stage... ...I didn't know that I could just... ...fucking leave... Right. ...and so I was trying to kill this thing... ...and... Uh, so that was not fun yep. Um. I had a lot of problems Trying to pick up my ammo And insert it into the actual gun really. Like every time Every time I tried to grab ammo I'd either pick up something That was in the other inventory slot Or it just wouldn't pick up anything at all And I'd have to like I'd then have to like physically look down And be like alright am I actually Grabbing it or like Being like directly over it um, whereas it wasn't a natural like in a bunch of other games I've played, you kind of just grab in that region and it'll it will pick up the ammo for you and you just like it felt like it, like a much smoother motion. Um, and a lot of the time, it just didn't work that way. And I'd look down and be, you know, my utility belt would be slowly going to the left more or or something like that. Um, so I was having a lot of problems with that. Um, yeah. And then I think after I beat the first boss on that next run where I didn't have the game wig out on me, I was just like, I'm not into this at all. So I stopped playing after that part.
1: Sounds like you're bad.
0: Because I, no, well, I beat that boss right. first go. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't, like, I'm not having fun with that. I'm just peeking out of the corner and shooting this thing, like, really quickly. Um, yeah. And I just wasn't having fun with it. So. Yeah, it like sounds like you bad. Sounds like you're bad. Sounds like the game is not sounds very good. Sounds like you're bad. I, I mean, it might be that they haven't worked on it much. Um, I, I don't know if it was the control system on PlayStation VR or if that's just how it works, but I, mean, I had it's, a it's definitely not bad how it time. works.
1: I didn't have any problems aiming and shit. Uh, hmm. I like, was playing hard mode, definitely. like I was playing on extra hard mode because the Vive doesn't have the buttons that, Every other VR controller has the wand doesn't have, like it only has a limited amount of uh, buttons, and yeah, it just doesn't have all the buttons that they've mapped to shit. So uh, yeah, I uh, I was I, I couldn't do a bunch of stuff. I had to find other ways to do things. There's a class where where you like you get pistols. And uh, you're supposed to be able to, like, press a release and drop the mag and then put a new one in. And, you, and then you, you know, slide the, the rail back and then you can fire again. I didn't have a button for that. I had to, like, pull the mag out and drop it. But that's pretty finicky and stuff. Um, you know, they're, I think, a eight-man, a eight-person team. Um, you know, like... They're not they're not huge, uh, but yeah, it sounds like maybe because I know Kleb was having some problems as well uh, with his he was playing on PSVR. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounds like maybe they don't have I don't know the PSVR unlock, PSVR yeah. two unlock. Um, but I got through I I finished on the hardest difficulty without. The ability to do a bunch of shit, and it turns out, like the the button is required for some extremely important shit uh, later on, and f- like workarounds mean you just sort of fucking deal without. Uh, so I, you know, yeah, I was playing a, a gimped version of the game, and I still have fucking loads of fun. I may have had more fun because I was playing a gimped version of the game because I found it fucking easy, and like. I could, I could go for another two fucking difficulty levels, to be honest, um, before I think it would be challenging, um, at least. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds mostly like... Like the, the wibbly wobbly, not being able to aim down sights. The, the entire... What made me enjoy the game was how I didn't even feel like... Except when they were super far away... Uh, Like, sort of at the very edge of my uh, view distance. uh, I could just, like, then I'd have to really fucking line them up. But outside of that, I'd just fucking point and shoot at cunts and they would fucking die. And I don't think there's a lot of, um, like, assist going on.
0: Uh, I don't think there is any.
1: So it just I'm meant sh- that I was just blapping cunts, right? And that that yeah. felt fucking rad, right? Rolling through with a kiwi or uh, like the first level, the gi- I like the kiwi, right? And I was pleased to have it uh, as my opening weapon. But you get like a once you hit rank five uh, as the rifleman, you can unlock a new class, and uh, he's got like that. That one's got the SMG, so sort of rapid fire. It's a completely different play style you sort of get up in their faces and just sort of you i i play it like it's a fucking like a fucking mac 10 type thing but it's a yeah and then the next one's the pistolier, which i had to play super fucking slow and then the one after that you get the fucking stg 44 which is a fu- the like the the ver- prototype of the modern mm. assault rifle It's got 26 rounds, full auto, and it's basically the Guiwee, but you can fire it at full auto. It's fucking amazing. And, like, yeah, again, like, uh, yeah, I think you can. Well, I did it as a YouTube short, and I probably shouldn't have, but, um, yeah, you can see on my YouTube, like, I've got video. Like, I didn't have any of the problems that you were talking about. I had other problems, but I didn't have. Yeah. I I, I found the game fun enough to work around it. I'm just. Surprise, because yeah, it's also like unbelievably easy on the base difficulty. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just that whenever I tried to aim at anything, yeah, I, I it would either the, the weapon would just wig out. I, it felt like it was colliding with my player character body or something, right? And, and it just like start either um, moving like to the left or right, or it would like zoom like. It's hard to explain. Um, you know, when you like, I think Half-Life maybe does it where you get too close to a wall and rather than your yeah. arm sticking through the wall, it like goes back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like to stop you. Yeah. It was doing that, but whenever it was, it felt like it was near my body. And right. so it was always zooming in and out all the time and like making it hard to aim. And then my, my wrist is fucking pointing to the right because I couldn't get this thing to aim straight. And my other wrist is yeah. like, it was just so awkward to hold everything because for me to move straight. I'm like not in a natural position of yeah. where I feel like my hand should be. It's like, everything is going like, I'm literally like this the entire time. And I yeah, feel like a sucks. fucking idiot. It sucks that and I'm,
1: it didn't work out. Like, yeah. Right. And I'm
0: also trying to move around on the screen and it's just like, oh, this is, and then trying to grab shit. I am uh, it's so awkward. I read for one of them,
1: one of the handhelds that they recommend, uh, you hold the gun forward. I was talking about it, uh, last week. I sort of jacked my fucking back up playing the like the light brigade so much because you hold your like your posture out. You don't hold it like you don't have a fucking shoulder stock to snug into, you. so you sort of hold it forward, and it's just not a natural motion. Um, yeah. so you might be holding your hands too close. I don't know, but it doesn't sound like uh, that's you know it's not your fault. I uh, yeah, it sucks that you didn't have a fun experience. Because I had fucking loads of
2: fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I wonder like if that changes once I get to something that's a bit more manageable. Nah. It's not a big bulky gun. Like, oh, I can use a pistol and just fucking shoot with that.
1: I mean, the pistol running... Like, I, I'm excited. They, they reckon they've fixed the the button drop. And they don't tell you this at all. But you can, you can put your pistol on the on the ammo holster like on the ammo pouch when it's Mm. when it's empty of a mag if you just tap it on the ammo pouch it'll reload automatically just reload yeah and so that should be pretty cool because i was already having like a a, like good time john wicking it up like just Mm. like teleporting up in front of motherfuckers and like blapping them and then grabbing the mag out tapping it and then blapping motherfuckers again um, yeah, that, that shit's already pretty cool. So being able to like, just drop the mag or like, I had I think, I don't know if I use this clip, but there's a, there's one where I like just fully dropped the fucking gun and pulled out. Cause the pistolier has dual, dual pistols, but I only ever used them one at a time. So I, I shot this high level enemy and then I dropped the fucking gun and then I like fucking draw my other pistol and finish him off. And it was fucking sick. It's felt fucking badass. Like probably the closest to game. That's the problem, right? Like I've had, I had an experience that, well, I had a couple of experiences in this game that remind me significantly of like my favorite ever VR experience, which is fucking super hot uh, VR. But you obviously haven't had that. So it's, yeah, it's gonna, be completely different when well, no, i have it
0: was just in call the mountain, me throwing shit off the cliff and like frisbee <laughs> yeah
1: it was more about that because you got to do a wheel spin and you want yeah. a car and it
0: was cool. i did i did do a wheel spin but it i think gave me money fucking ah, thing
1: classic yeah yeah five thousand five thousand bucks i was like 15 oh look at you the fucking the big winner it wasn't even the highest one on there as well. It was like second highest. No, it never gives you the highest. It never gives you no. anything. It's surprising to get anything at all. Anyway. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, they were the three uh, three games that I checked out this last week. I, I um, Yeah, no, I like I've been a champion of this technology. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to see it go away because I think that it has given me, like you said, some of the best experiences in gaming the last couple of years. Um, it just sucks that it hasn't had the the same like an audience uptick that can really push this thing over the line I hope that uh, Playstation does get behind this and like put some time into it Um, because if they do it means that it just means there's gonna be more games coming out for it Um, and when they do put this thing out on PC because it'd be silly if they don't we talked about this already but um, that's when I think maybe we'll see some uh, cool cool stuff from them, because yep. it is it is really good hardware. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see what PlayStation does with it. The one the one game I didn't get a chance to check out, which I thought might have been cool, was um, uh, Resident Evil. That's in in VR. Oh yeah. Um, Resident Evil Village, uh, but there's a bunch of other things that are coming out as well. Yeah. Uh, at some stage. And so yeah, I don't Come know. There's the some. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see what they do with it. It's, uh, it's fun. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's PlayStation VR 2. It's available now. You can check it out. Uh, we've got a couple more games here. Pale Beyond. The
1: Pale Beyond. Yeah. Uh, I jumped into this. Been looking for a game to play on my Steam Deck. And uh, this one felt like it would probably scratch those uh, Citizen Sleeper vibes uh, that I've been missing right. that I always thought would be like a really good fucking Steam Deck game provided the fucking text was large enough um, so uh, yeah grabs it um, you're on a ship going to the Antarctic and uh, and things go fucking poorly and uh, you're the first mate on this ship and you have to uh, make the tough decisions to manage the crew, manage your rations, manage your fuel, and manage to get home alive. And uh, yeah, I'm on a bit of a fucking Antarctic kick at the moment. And uh, I don't know. I was, I'm, you know, I haven't played fucking loads of it. I'm at week four. Things have started to get bad. Uh, I don't know how just how bad they will go, but uh, I'm intrigued and uh yeah like i hope they go in certain directions but uh there's no reason to to believe that they will it's it's winding a compelling enough narrative without necessarily going in the uh the very lovecraftian fucking direction that i hope they go to so uh, i won't be disappointed if they don't go there but uh, i'm i'm hoping for it uh and yeah um yeah the the way it, it's sort of just, I don't know. It's a very interesting game, uh, because again, not exactly like Citizen Sleeper, but again, like Citizen Sleeper, uh, it it sort of feels like a board game. Uh, it's it like it feels mechanically quite simple, um, but it's like telling this really interesting story anyway. It's you know I I would call it a you know visual novel is probably the easiest way to clar- like to categorize it, uh, but it is also a survival game and uh, yeah and yeah like as a board game it would not be like Citizen Sleeper is more of a how would you describe it sort of like a betrayal type game, whereas this is. Uh, like resource management. So maybe uh, a, uh, what do they call them? Uh, worker. Worker placement game. Um, is, oh. is It's pretty close, but with, yeah, with more, with well, yeah, work placement games usually have a fair amount of resource management. Um, that's how I would describe it. But uh, yeah, it's quite compelling because you're not doing all the fucking nitty gritty shit yourself. Uh, it's not, you know worker placement can can sometimes get tedious uh but yeah there's uh it doesn't it doesn't waste a lot of time before you're making some real fucking tough decisions and uh and regretting not having made tougher decisions earlier which is cool so uh, i'm keen to see where where it goes if if i if i can even last long enough for it to go in the interesting places i hope it does so yeah uh, I haven't, I haven't lost yet, so uh, I don't. I think it's got like a pretty interesting save system where you can sort of just jump back to any decision that you've made. That's been hinted at a couple of times, but I don't know. So I'll talk about it a bit more the more I play it. Yeah, uh, but
0: yeah, I'm next week you'll be like, "Fuck that game!
1: Fuck that game! <laughs>
0: Fuck!" It's silly save system.
1: God damn save system. No, I don't think so. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm uh, yeah. yeah. I'm digging it.
0: Okay, that's the pale beyond. It's out uh, now on. Looks like it's just PC and um, just PC. Just so PC. Steam. And it
1: runs fucking amazing epic. on Steam Deck. The the text is like perfect. It's got like full like uh, like thumbstick controls already mapped and shit. Um, yeah. It's it's off to a great start in that regard. So, yeah. And yeah, just sitting in my little fucking beanbag. I've I've perched my beanbag right in front of the fucking aircon. And so I just turn the aircon on, point it straight at the beanbag, sit in the beanbag, and play my Steam Deck. It's fucking, it's good. It's better than being in this fucking room where it's uh, always 10 degrees hotter than it is anywhere else in Sydney. Yep.
0: All right, you've got uh, one more on the list here that you've been checking out.
1: Yes, uh, and before we finish, remind me to put the fucking the embargo date somewhere. But uh, yeah, Woe Long Fallen Dynasty uh, is a new game from Tecmo Tekmi- Koei uh, and uh, the Ninja, the Team Ninja uh team i guess uh yep and yeah it's a um it's a i don't know they did neo as well neo, team ninja did ninja Ga- gaiden is is what i most commonly uh associate them with but uh they did neo as well mm-hmm. uh a couple of years ago and um i i liked neo i didn't love neo Yeah. Uh, but i that's N I O H, in case my pronunciation makes it too vague for you. But um, yeah, I uh, this this is more Soulsy than uh, than it is. I don't know Ninja Gaideny, but uh, I'll tell you what. I've rarely seen a game put out a worse first impression than this one. Uh, holy fuck. I am three hours in and uh, I I reckon at least an hour of it was spent on the first boss. The very first boss. Uh, because you're bad at games? Uh, it might be, might be. It might be like you at the Light Brigade, but for Souls games. Um, yeah. Uh No, I think people are in for a fucking shock. Unless they fucking, they nerf the fuck out of this boss. I, it has, there's no reason for it to be as difficult as it is unless there's something I'm missing. First, like the first, the first mistake, the first problem was I didn't find out how to block until the second time I die to this motherfucker to this boss, right? It's not one of those it's not a fucking Souls game boss where it's the first enemy you fight or you know you're supposed to die. F- fifth enemy <laughs> or you're supposed to die or anything like that. Uh you do like it actually tutorializes you. It walks you through a bunch of shit. As far as I can tell, it neglects to tell you how to block, instead tells you how to parry, and then uh you run into the boss, and that's that's it. You're you're done. Uh, it's something off with the collision. Uh, I ha- noticed multiple times uh, that my strikes were not connecting uh, like they they should have been, uh, and I've been hit by strikes that absolutely didn't hit me. Um, it, the fucking the boss arena has these stone pillars uh, that you duck behind thinking they'll do anything at all. And they do not. Uh, If the, if the weapon doesn't just straight up pass through it to hit you, um, then the boss just warps around so that it can make contact. Um, So that's fucking trash. Uh, And then when you, oh yeah. And oh, it's a two phase boss fight right from the very get go. My least favorite fucking thing in fucking souls games. Rears its head, and it's a two-phase boss fight. And this dude, um, he can now knock down those pillars, but they're made of blocks that are so large that they obscure the entire fucking screen. So if you happen to fucking be behind... Like, you just have to stay away from the pillars at all costs. They, they don't protect you in the first phase, and in the second phase, they may, they blind you. They literally fucking blind you. Um, You've got this, like, stagger system... You can interrupt his attacks in the first phase. You can't interrupt anything in the second, uh, but it's inconsistent the way it, it works. Uh, there are multiple times when, like, he's got he's got these red attacks that can't be interrupted. Um, but also, you can dodge them and you can parry them and also there's an inconsistency about how that's treated uh and then uh what else was there there oh yeah you've got your fucking you've got this dude next to you blindfold boy uh i think he's literally his name uh and he he runs around and he's like he he actually helps you because this this game is sort of like it's it's like i think it's got like muzo vibes like uh like, Dynasty Warriors type shit. Where you've got... like You can, like, recruit people to, like, help you out. And by default, you've got this fucking blindfold boy, which, like... Yeah, cool. Um, but, like... He's not helping. He's piss In the first phase, he piss-balls at the fucking... At the boss, right? And then... Like, gets in between you and the boss while you're trying to attack. So your attacks don't connect. But you need your attacks to connect or you won't fucking interrupt this motherfucker. And so suddenly he is, like, literally just a detriment. And then, like, he'll be running in and blocking your attacks, which do maybe, like, 35 damage. And then the boss will attack you, not him... And then he'll be like, oh, get behind me. I will protect you while you heal. And then he'll attack and he'll do seven damage. You're like, well, that, like, what do you, just, can you just fucking not, mate? Like, I'm begging you to just fuck off, right? Like, Jesus Christ, you are worse than useless. You are making this entire fucking fight harder. Then in the second phase, he gets knocked out. And uh, you don't have to put up with him anymore. But it doesn't matter. Uh, went looking online. Asked around to other people to find out what the fuck I'm supposed to do in this stupid fucking shit. Uh, and managed to I uh, talked to Leo Stevenson from Power Up. Uh, he's been playing it. He told me the way he beat it was uh, you can sort of like level up. Uh, you can go grind enemies. But you've also got this like morale thing, uh, morale system, where like when as you kill enemies, you build morale and you become more confident. And someone with like 10 morale will do more damage than someone with 5 morale, like to someone with 5 morale, right? So he said the way he did it was he went and built up 25 morale and then he, like, two hit the first phase and, like, pissed in the second. But uh, he had a lot of trouble because in the second phase you need a specific thing to occur. Um, and and the fight can't end until that happens. So uh, he had to, like, fart around until he could make that happen. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I just did it. I just did it properly. Uh, I I went and just did it at level 10 morale, which is the same as the boss. And I sort of see where, like, he was having problems because you need to build up this fucking, like, you've got, like, your summon ability and you can summon, I think it's a fucking horse or something. I don't fucking know, like, a horse. But you are the horse. It's not like you summon a horse, like, Torrent and you ride around on a horse. It's like... S- summon a horse like you're summoning fucking Bahamut or fucking Final Fantasy or some shit. Yeah, horse. right? Like a uh, fucking... Yeah. Like, and, this, and the horse does damage, right? And you're like, why have I got a horse? Couldn't I have gotten a fucking good like a animal? Bear? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, well, we're fucking... With the muskrats all taken or something, like what the fuck mm. is going on here? Like, do, is there not a wimpier fucking animal? Fucking Jesus! Anyway, um, all the all the all the horse horse boys and horse girl listeners.
0: Yes, so many emails.
1: Uh, they're fucking, we're done. We're cancelled. We're so cancelled. Anyway, um, so yeah, you got to summon this horse, but he, you can't do that until you've done uh a certain amount of these staggering attacks to the the boss in the second phase so he was walloping but like the the boss wouldn't die until he did a certain amount of these staggering attacks so he was like turns out you aren't actually supposed to go and fucking grind your way up to morale level 25 you're supposed to do it The way I did it, it's just an infuriatingly fucking like clunky fight. Uh, And yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, he's got to have, I reckon he's got to have around 3000 HP in his first phase. And hard to tell in the second because I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, to how many hits I was landing anymore. I was literally just focused on parrying hits because that built up his stagger a lot more. Uh, But I reckon he's got like probably 6,000 total HP and I'm doing 35 points per fucking hit. Like 100 fucking goddamn hits or like 78 fucking hits. Uh, And yeah, like... Why is that the first fucking boss fight? I didn't fight, I haven't fought anything like that before. The hardest thing I fought was like this leader guy and I beat him in like four hits. Like there's just such a fucking, it's this, it doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like they're going from fucking zero to like light speed, not zero to 100, zero to fucking light speed. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker. This is a Souls game. You fight hard bosses in Souls games. This one has two phases. You don't even have to kill him all the fucking way if you can get your fucking horse out fast enough, cunt. So I think we're going easy on you. And meanwhile, I'm like here, I have an hour in like wondering (laughs) if I can book flights to Japan right now to go beat these motherfuckers up. And yeah, it's... Insanity, absolute insanity, because this is the first fucking, like, it didn't tell me how to block, I don't block, I don't block, there's no point, right, because your parry does the same thing as your fucking block, except you take no fucking damage, and also I never learned how to fucking block, while I was learning how to fucking play, like, just fucking bonkers shit, man, I cannot understand it, after you get past that boss, it's actually kind of cool, So, I reckon people, like.
0: People don't take it back back to stores. Right? What is this garbage? Refund it.
1: You get to that first boss, well inside of two hours, you can definitely bang your head against that fucking idiotic wall for, like, probably fucking an hour. Right? Before you reach your two-hour limit on Steam. Like, they have just goofed. They've got to nerf that fucking boss into the fucking dirt, man. Like. Yeah, I get like, I get, oh yeah, it's oh, it's hard. Like people are definitely gonna fucking, people are definitely gonna play it like, oh yeah, it's hard, but it's rewarding when you get there in the end. You know, some people don't want everything served up to them on a platter. That's not the problem. It's completely divorced from the fucking game experience up until that point. It is literally you play, you do some fights against nothing enemies and then it's like hey you need a perfect parry uh every single one of these attacks uh he's got i think seven different moves in his first phase uh eight no six six moves in his second phase no, maybe maybe seven maybe seven moves in his second phase you have to learn all of them and perfect parry all of them in his first phase he can kill you in like five hits uh, in his second phase he can kill you in two uh yeah good luck right you oh and you take you need a hundred hits to kill him by the way uh, you need 78 hits to kill him and he can kill you in five so uh don't get hit ever. Um, perfect parry always we added an AI companion who's going to get in your way on purpose and uh, if any of the pillars get destroyed you won't be able to see anything and you'll die Um, so anyway that's that's our game I hope you enjoy it good luck (laughs) right like holy shit it's just fucking bonkers Uh, so anyway it's weird right because there's there's actually some interesting shit going on in this game. Like it's 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 like goofy. Like it's it's weird, right? Like it's not I wouldn't say it was like great once you get past the first boss. But it's it's got interesting shit going on. You're like this morale system's cool. Plus you've got levels. Plus there's like a spell system, wizardry system that seems really interesting on on the face of it. Where you're like sort of building up, like up these trees. So you got you know what like spells you're working towards and stuff like that. Uh, plus it's like working towards your like your resistances for these things. So you're trying to balance all that. And like there's there's interesting shit. There's systems, right? uh and yeah you you got enemies and you can like drop fucking attack them and um it's got like soul style like looping fucking levels that like with shortcuts and shit and yeah like yeah there is a good game in here
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and i guarantee you 90 percent of the people who open it never reach it i think it's coming to game pass I reckon okay. it, it'll be one of the, like, shortest played Game Pass games compared to, like, the average length. I reckon I reckon the average length of everyone who plays it will be, like, an hour, tops, if mm-hmm. that. And I reckon the average length of the people who finish it will probably be, like, something ridiculous, like 80 hours or some shit. Like, I, I just, it, it feels 100% like one of those kinds of games. So yeah. Anyway.
3: Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I mean, like like you said, those first two Neo games were really good. Hmm. Um. Really good at taking the From Software Souls formula and and replicating. Like they did a pretty good job with that. And so yeah. to hear that they've they're doing that again, but they're fudging it up in terms of how you know From Software went to got to this point where like uh you know games are hard games are hard and having a lot of backlash to what they did with the Elden Ring of being like all right we're solving we're solving difficulty by making it open world um with, whereas Team Ninja's kind of being like here's a hard, hard boss like good luck with it and, and kind yeah. of jettison that that accessibility out the window um is strange
1: yeah exactly right like it's just it's such a weird oversight that, that nobody was, nobody's gonna, like, yeah, gonna tell them. Like, sure. seriously? Nobody's said this. But I think it's, it's one of those, it's sort of one of those things of the genre, right? Where everyone's afraid to admit that they're bad, right? Or that something's too hard for them. Not that they're bad, that something's too hard, right? Cause I beat it, right? But it just shouldn't be like, that hard for a first fucking boss fight. It's just insane. If that was the last boss fight, right? I'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. Fair enough. Jeez. Uh but yeah, the first boss fight, fucking hell. Yeah. Right. Mm.
0: Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add for that? Or are we no. good. No. Alright. That that's uh that's out by the time people hear this, that game. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like. Yep. Yep. Alright, we have one more game on this list, uh, which we hinted at earlier. It's out now. Sons of the Forest in Early Access. Uh, obviously, we're big fans of the original game. Um, we played that game in Early Access many, many years ago. Many, many, many um, years ago. Nate, Nate got us in on that one. Yeah. Um, I, I think I have now finished The Forest, I'd, I'd say like four times, maybe five. Um, the amount of playthroughs yeah. I've had of that game. Yeah up until like recently, literally two weeks ago, finishing mm-hmm. um, another playthrough of it. So we, we sort of saw it go through many iterations. Um, yeah, and it was definitely something special, right? Like that game, we were yeah. we were very hyped for this, this new one. Um, and it's uh, it was announced, it got delayed a few times, quite a number of times, and it was... There was a statement put out a couple of weeks ago saying that it's not ready um, but we don't want to delay it again, so here's early access yep. while we uh, try and iron things out and work on things we want to add for the next couple of months. Um, so we have now, I'm assuming we both, we've both fi- we finished this game. Uh, what's on offer? Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> you go, you first. go first. You go first.
1: You go first.
0: I go first. I don't think we've talked about this yet, right? Um, yep. T- together, anyway. No. Uh I don't know if I could be more disappointed in what is on <laughs> offer here. I am flabbergasted that that this is in a state of what it is at the moment. It feels like that they've put out this game, and that first game was a fluke, <laughs> like like that. For like they, and I, I love that games that original game so much, and this just seems like they just didn't get what made that first game so good. And I would say most everything that they've put in here is a step backwards in terms of uh, what this sequel is. Um, so it is a sequel. It's set after the events of the first game. Um, first game was set on an island. No, was it an island? I don't even know it was an island. In a region where um, you crash land, your son is taken um, out of the plane by a person wearing... Red markings, red f- face paint. Um, and you're given a task of finding Timmy. And as yeah. you slowly go through this world, you um, it's a crafting game, a survival game where you are making axes, bow and arrows, and going through caves and then weird shit starts to happen on this um, in this area. And as you're doing that, you're discovering more about what is going on. There is no real, like, story in terms of going from point A to point B. You are just discovering this environment. And, and eventually, you get to the end of the game. And that is the end of the game. Um, things happen. And I don't want to spoil it in case people jump in and want to play it. Yeah. Um. But... Yeah, this is a, a direct sequel to that game. It takes place uh, many many years later, yep. and it uses a kind of similar formula where you're you crash <laughs> on an island, yep. um, but uh, and you're 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 not really given a job. There's no objective markers per se. Um, like you're not given a, an overall task other yeah. than you're finding you're trying to find a billionaire. Uh, like what happened to this person, but it's not like a, th- you a clean kind of a list that from 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 the
1: yeah, yeah very little
0: yeah. Um, you immediately start. You've got a GPS locator on you and a bunch of icons flashing, which probably means you should, you should go check them out. Yeah. Um, first of all, like it's an extremely pretty game. Really, oh yeah, really uh, amazing looking. Um, the uh, the way that like. The trees and the environment And um All comes together and when the wind is blowing Like all that stuff looks really cool and neat Animals running around Uh it's obviously a step up And I think it doesn't run Which it, you know I'll give them pass to this it doesn't run Flawlessly um as much as I'd Hope for considering I also have a Pretty stacked PC at this point yeah. Um I, I toned down my Settings because it was struggling wow. Um really on on, I think I was on high and I I think there's one more you can go above that potentially I dropped it to medium because I was like the frame dips in this are just I, I can't like too much either way yeah right um, that's,
1: that's crazy because I, I got an AMD CPU and I didn't have any frame dips so you know yeah
0: no but you were playing on low so that's uh, you know uh, no I wasn't <laughs> that's why um, yeah, yeah no
3: weird, uh,
1: weird, weird
0: weird weird must be Intel anyway so, like, the all the environments, all that stuff looks really great, yep. um, but then you start playing and it's just like, they just miss the mark, man, like, so much. You just don't really get a sense of, of, that whole game is about exploration, about going out and finding things. Um, first of all, there are random spawn locations in the game, um... Which I guess isn't made clear unless you die and start again They were in the
1: forest as well
0: Yeah But with that one you had a You, you had a sense of like It would put you in an area uh, Which were very near each other And you would be like oh well I'm going to go check out this region Like you're sort of drawn towards water That's like a sense of survival right yep. And so you would go look around water Because that's one of the first things you need and I just never felt like in Sons of the Forest, that is something I need to go. You kind of just plonked onto this area and you're like, all right, what's the nearest dot? And you go to the dot and you're like, all right, there's nothing here. I'm going to the next dot. And then so you go to the next dot and then you get to that dot and you get into whatever it is and you can't get through the thing that's trying to get you through. And you're like, all right, now, where am I going? This dot over here. And you just look like kind of running around and, the the map itself is enormous. Like before this came out, they were like, um, "It's." I think the quote was, "It's going to make the original game look like a small park." Um, and I was excited for that because, like, there's going to be so much content. There is nothing in between. Like a lot of the shit you do do there, there's no landmarks. It's just open spaces with campsites that are spread out throughout the place. Um, but it's pretty much the same aesthetic through the entire map that there's not like any sense of where you are when you look at an area You're like oh i know where i am it's just everything kind of looks the same in this forest um whereas in the forest like you could, you could look around and be like oh, i know exactly where i am like i don't need to pull up my map and see what's going on you've played um, it six times though i've played it six times we definitely got lost just, the first time yeah um and and like on top of that I think it's such a huge issue that they've just given you the, a GPS locator because there is no exploration. You get, you can see everything off the the moment you start. You can see how big the island is. You know, there's a button you can press a couple of times; it'll zoom out and show you a pretty big region of where you are. It marks the caves for you. It marks where you should be going to to do, you know, the main objectives of the game. Uh, there's no se- There's no self discovery. There's no discovery. There's no findings. ...stumbling upon a cave... ...because it's all marked for you... um, ...other than the... ...hidden exits that you can... ...stumble upon... uh, ...all that sort of stuff... ...and so... ...I... ...I think that's bizarre... Um, ...when you go into the caves... ...the cave system is very... ...linear... ...like... ...you could get yourself lost in the caves in the forest... um, ...and then you would eventually find a map... ...and then start working out like... ...um the way that the map system worked in the forest, you would pick up uh, a paper map and your character would draw out the location using like a piece of paper and a, uh, a pencil. Uh, and I thought that was a really cool idea of, of having your map be filled out. Whereas you go underground in a cave and you lose your GPS locator and you have no sense of where you are or if you've been in this cave before, or if you're taking, uh, if you took a left turn, can you come back and take a right turn? Um, and so, like, there's there's no, like, marking your, where you've been, or, or, like, filling out that world. And so, I think that's a mistake there. Um, th- there's no reason to really build anything. When we were playing, we would, like, set up a camp, a base camp. And, you know, towards the end of each night, you'd run back to your base camp, and then get all your resources, and make sure you're well fed, and then fight off any enemies that co- kind of came and attacked you. All I did this entire game was just build a Hunter's Lodge. Uh, Hunter's Shelter and go to sleep and then wake up the next morning and off I'd go on my next adventure um there's a yeah. bunch of built like basic build building mechanics that are missing from or building blueprints that are missing from the original game they have absolutely done an amazing job with the customization of building um like sort of whatever you want with logs yeah. and the like being able to just plonk a log down and then attaching that to another log and then forming these weird uh, this weird infrastructure or foundations um, so there's a lot more customization there and the way that it does it is really cool but the stuff, the blueprints, the basic blueprints that it gives you, there's no reason to build any of that stuff because it just feels like it's not needed and then it's a uh, to get back to your main base just feels like a fucking chore because the map is so big and so there's no point. Like it's just so much easier to build a hunter's lodge or like a stick and a fucking you know a piece of cloth over the top of it to just go to sleep. Like it it detracts from that whole sense of experience that I got from that original game where you were setting up an actual base, you are making traps. And preparing for the nighttime because it was dangerous and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, so, I mean, a lot of this stuff might change, but in its current... Where it is currently, it's... Considering it was supposed to be a game that was done, uh, it just doesn't feel like that. Uh, what else is there, man? Like, there's so much stuff. I don't like... Um, uh, I don't really enjoy the story or where it goes. Um, Did you the, finish? The comp- it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not... I mean... Hard. yeah no um yeah the the, uh there's cool moments in there and that sort of stuff but it's just like so it it like i said it just feels like everything that they did so well in that first game they just completely forgot what they were doing and, and went backwards and didn't iterate on anything it feels like a carbon copy of that first game like there's a lot of crafting stuff that's missing uh, most of the stuff that you do obtain is pretty much exactly the same as the first game um uh, and then there's like basic stuff where oh you set up a turtle shell to get water um and, like none of that is in there you kind of just drink from rivers uh so that defeats the purpose of uh like being thirsty because you can just drink from anywhere but we have to like boil water and or, or actually use you these tools around you to get stuff um and uh what else was oh the I, the seasons i think is an interesting idea but at certain point it becomes winter yep that doesn't add anything at all to the game like it's just a hindrance of how far you can run because uh, you've got to stop a little bit further um in order to you know not be cold yep. which seemed bugged anyway because it, I put the winter coat on that I had and it didn't do shit um which is bizarre yeah. and then as I started like playing more and more of the game I, I started running into w- bizarre bugs it's, it felt like that my game was just getting worse and worse as I uh progressed yeah, right. the um stone stops sp- spawning at one point towards a r- like really close to the end so I couldn't make hunter's lodge any- anymore to, to sleep at uh so I couldn't pick up any more stones why were you making hunter's lodges? I don't understand To save Tarp and a stick, man Yeah, but I like having them set up everywhere And then I come back and I'm like, yeah, here we go
1: The tarp and stick still works for the exact same That's literally what we did all over the fucking place
0: Yeah, don't, but I like having a little on hunter's thing. lodge Um, <coughs> arrows started disappearing <laughs> Like, you know when you shoot an enemy And the arrow sticks in them? Yeah. That stopped happening at the end of the game couldn't, right. I couldn't use arrows anymore because they just fucking disappear Um and that was like that because that's kind of my backup or go to. I'd have the katana, yeah, or I'd have a weapon, yeah. Uh and and the bow and arrow was my my go to thing. Like because I'd shoot a thing five or six times, it'd die. I'd go pick up all my arrows, yeah. And then at a certain point, I just couldn't do that anymore because they would just disappear. Yeah. The moment I hit them, they would get hit and they're gone. Um, at one point, I couldn't pick up creepy armor anymore. I wouldn't. I wasn't able to skin anything. At a certain point. Um, Did you kill there the game mo- and restart? Or? Yeah, yeah. All that sort of stuff. Jeez. Um, there was a moment at the end of the game where you do a thing and it replaces your entire armor. Which is fucked. Um, it does it without telling you. And I was pretty stacked up on armor. And the thing it gives you... Uh, I thought it was dumb. Yep. Um, and it, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Like, I had a lot of issues with it. I just... I don't understand how that went so wrong. Uh, A a game that is about exploration discovery is just completely stripped back and it doesn't feel like that anymore. Um, There's no reason for that world to be as big as it is in its current state. It just feels empty despite being so big. Um, And the fact that they've pretty much marked everything on the map for you to go find... Uh, Before it was like, holy shit, there's a cave over here. Let's go have a look. Let's go down it. Now it's just like, there's a cave here. You've just got to run three minutes to get to it. Yeah. We know where it is because it's on the map. Yeah. Uh, And so off you go. And so yeah, man. I don't know. What did you played it as well? (laughs) What I played it as well.
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm not as down at it on on it as you are, but um, uh, I can't. I I'm, I struggle to imagine a world where the team that put this out was ever going to hit their deadline for releasing 1.0 last week. Uh, I I can't. Their imagine.
0: deadline was May of last year. Well, there is it, right? no that's fucking, it, right? fucking like, way.
1: That's it. no way. That's the crazy thing, right? Like I just don't understand. Uh, like the, that, that puzzles me way, way too much. But if I put that aside, right, and I imagine that this is really like that there was never any fucking 1.0 pie yeah. in the sky plans to fucking, yeah, release in 1.0 from the get go. If they are always going to release in early access, then this game makes sense to me, right? Mm. It's not. Good. Uh, I was saying it on our Discord, right? Um, Johnny Bravo said, oh, are you going to do a review? And what I said was, I think it would go very similarly to how my grounded review went, right? Because I reviewed that when it first launched in early access and I gave it a six and people got really upset. I wouldn't give this a six. Uh, I would go lower than a six. Uh, but what I said in that review and what I'd say here is that I think... There is a platform for something really great here. It's just obviously not in the game yet. And I think Grounded had less like less of a, a trek, but we don't know the programs will work. We don't know how End Night works compared to Obsidian. So like it's it's different, right? But what I think Sons of the Forest is, is a scaffolding. Right? It is the fucking it's the <laughs> It's the fucking ghost outline of a building. Uh, and they've put in some of the, of the resources, but not all of them. And so much is left to still put in. Uh, the big one for me is that there's absolutely no sense of survival. At all. Um, there's no reason to worry about surviving right? Uh, Like you said, you can drink from basically any stream. Uh, We like if, as long as it's literally still like in what you would call a stream, you could drink what would be poison basically. Uh, Like the, the water where this, the stream, the estuary, I think is the technical term, right? The fucking where, uh, a river meets the ocean, right? And the water is brackish and it's it's bad for you. You can't drink it, right? But in this, technically it's a, it's a river and so you're able to drink river water and there's no, there's no problem with that, right? Uh, that's a huge deal to me, right? Like I know it says, doesn't sound like that big a deal but the problem is once survival doesn't matter, uh, yeah, there's yeah. no reason, like, build. you only build because you're trying to survive. Well, I only build because I'm trying to survive. I know that there are other people, like Drew, right? Like, when when I played Valheim, um, right, Drew would build these giant fucking, like, Viking longship, like, docks and shit with these huge fucking bonfires and all these, like, storage and all this kind of shit. And I would have a house that was large enough to put a door on and it would be, the walls would be chests and there would be enough space for a single bed and a fire and enough uh, of a space in the roof for a chimney. And that would be it, right? And I would have to make sure the fire was out before I tried to leave or I'd set myself on fire. Uh, like I, I do not I am pure minimalist in that shit like I am 100% function over form when it comes to building that stuff but I accept that we got to that in
0: Icarus remember yeah, same true. thing in Icarus yeah. it was like eight of us in this fucking tiny yeah, thing with eight beds yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well, the I first like... time we played it we made this giant like fuck off two story lodge cabin
1: and then Johnny Bravo set it on fire and we learned <laughs> yeah. a fucking
0: lesson <laughs> yeah
1: but um, yeah like I'm I'm pure f- f- like pure function over form in that regard but I accept that other people aren't nevertheless right I, and like you said there are a number of fucking blueprints that are missing uh, but they can be added right like what they need but they haven't got at the moment is any reason to build at all like you can you can go get turtle shells you can like harvest turtle shells, which is how you collected rainwater in the uh, in the original game, yeah, uh, which is a great source of water. But you can't put build them into anything, so no. just and if you just you put them on the
0: ground. Nothing happens.
1: Yeah, and you can't fucking uh, can't sled in them either. Although you can three D print a sled. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't you? Because um, mm. you also get way too many
0: resources, and like except for cloth. Remember the first game? You were like swimming in cloth. This yeah. game, they're like cloth is gold on this island. <laughs> You're not getting any cloth, yeah, yeah. And then and then you can't make rope with cloth either. And so I'm always like, where the fuck is the rope? Like, could you make uh, rope
1: with cloth in the first one?
0: Yeah, yeah. You'd use like two, was it two or three cloth to give uh, you a rope? I think shit?
1: we never bothered because we always had too much fucking rope anyway. Um, but but here there's limits on it. It's like you can have like eight and that's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like the exploration thing too, right? Like it is a game about discovery. As you said, that is the forest at its fucking core is, is, is a game about discovery, right? And that sense of discovery just isn't in Sons of the Forest. And part of it is because like, yeah, like you've got this fucking, this GPS. That said, I... I don't want to go back to the fucking paper map. You're fucking nuts. If you want to go back to the fucking paper map that you don't find until some random point in the game and up until then you don't have a fucking map. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, no, no. I, I, the I mean, map was?
0: but like at least have the GPS, but have it being filled in as you're exploring, right? Like right. have it fill in the lakes and the rivers and like, a fog of war, or what do you want to call it? Like, just have it be everything, not knowing where the edges of the map are, or any of that shit. And just I have it I definitely think they missed, ex- like... Explore.
1: It's got... it's It's got to be scaffolding, right? There's no reason why caves should be on the GPS from the fucking Because the map's going. too
0: big. No one will find it. That's, but, the, that's why they're on there. But, like, have people fucking explore, right? Like, just have... Do, do the sort of
1: thing that they... Like, do fucking environmental storytelling, right? Like, they've got hmm. surveying equipment around, right? Have a big fucking pole in the ground or something. It doesn't fucking matter. If, like, yeah. it, I would re- prefer a, a gaudy, out-of-place pole in the ground uh, signifying the entrance to a fucking, like, cave c- compared to, yeah, just looking at my fucking GPS and, and holding W until I get there. Like, 100%. Yep. And so, like, that seems... But that seems fixable, right? Remove them from the fucking map and then fucking put something so people can find the fucking things. Right. Uh, and you could also, it's like, indicate when a map... Uh, when a cave is an actual cave and not just some stupid fucking hole in a wall, uh, which is, you know, three or yeah, four but, of the fucking things. Yeah, 30 uh, meters deep. Right? Um, but, yeah, like... <sighs> Like, I don't know, the, the Triangle of Survival, right? Uh, which I wrote about for Ozgamers uh, a while ago, right? Uh, I, was, I was basically writing about Valheim at the time, but the Triangle of Survival is my, my overarching philosophy uh, dictating when a survival game is good. Uh, or makes a survival game good. And uh, no game, well, most games aren't all to one of the three, but there's exploration, existence, and crafting, right? And some people want a game where you can, like, craft your fucking balls off. Uh, and some people want a game where you can, you just, you struggle to survive, you exist. Uh, and others want a game where you are exploring at all times. And, uh, the forest was sort of like exploration heavy uh, with, a, with a bit more existence than crafting, right? It did have a robust crafting system. But uh, yeah, it was more about survival than it was crafting. Um, this one, yeah. Like those, those pillars have just been, haven't been catered to. I think crafting has probably been cra- uh, catered to the most. Exploration isn't there because it's all painted out for you from the get-go. Uh, existence isn't there because the survival mechanics just don't don't really matter. Um, the AI systems
0: aren't really there. Like they made such a big deal of that, and yeah, like, and, and then, well, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like I'm not seeing it
1: in the first game. You didn't get attacked by cannibals for fucking ages, right? Like a- yeah. Like three or four nights, right? But they were actually lurking. You could actually, if you were paying attention, you notice them fucking lurking. I remember the first time- they hanging around and shit. They were hanging around and you were like, Joe, come here, have a look at this. And then I'm like looking at the ground like, what? And you're like, no, look, in the forest. And I look in the forest and there's a fucking creepy, freaky dude standing there staring at us. I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, that was, like, the fucking... That was the beginning, right? That's when the forest yeah. started for me. Really. That's when
0: you're like, what is going on right? here? Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and This is immediately. They, they like... You see them there's all no over the fucking place. And they attack you from the fucking get-go, right? Like, it's bananas. And there's no, reason, there's no rhyme or reason to it. If you're invading their territory, there's no obvious delineation between where their territory begins and where it ends. And that means that you're not able to carve your own place out within it. Uh, you're just, yeah, you're in the space where the mudsies live or the fucking, the cannibals or your muties, blindies, chesties. Uh, we did have, I played all of it with like through the entire thing with Nate, uh, I wish you'd play with this. Uh, I hope when 1.0 drops, uh, provided they've made significant changes, we all play it together. Uh, but
0: if they put this out and they haven't like gotten rid of the GPS, then I probably won't play it. Yeah, like I'm just I'm not. I don't want to do that again.
1: We just not press I M. Didn't,
0: I didn't have fun.
1: But um, yeah, like uh. Came up with fun names for people. Limsy Limzy Lohan, was the uh, multi-legged, multi-armed chick who follows you around. We managed to befriend her. Got her uh, a shotgun. It was Nate's shotgun. Um, we'd we'd seen another shotgun in a bunker, mm. and we we're like, okay, well, we'll just go get that bunker, uh, that shotgun, right? Uh, so we gave her the shotgun, and then we went back down, and it despawned. So Nate just didn't have a shotgun anymore. So that was cool. Uh, yep. At one point, Nate wasn't appearing on the map at all, um, so that was kind of tricky to to navigate with. Uh, I jumped off a waterfall, landed, swam for twenty seconds, and then died to falling fall damage. That was an interesting one. <laughs> um, I'm still I still don't know how I died. I have no died. I Like. Because I didn't see, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it was full damage. There was nothing in the water that I jumped in. It was deep enough for me to land in, but I don't know. I died. Anyway. Yeah. Um, And yeah, like I think that last section when you're going through the lava area and it sends like a billion blindies at you. uh, I don't know how many it sends at you, but like they got stuck on geometry and it was uh, unbelievably easy to, to do. I just ran past them. That point, I was like,
0: because like I was running out of, I couldn't, uh, no more arrows left. Oh yeah, and I didn't know I needed to save my ammo for the next thing, right? That was gonna show up.
1: I I'd stopped. I I was blapping everything all the time by then. Like that was my my your version of not caring anymore was running past them. My version was like everything gets everyone everyone gets a shotgun shell to the face. Oh, I don't care if you're dead. I'm I'm gonna finish you off. Like uh yeah. But yeah, uh, the triangle, right? The triangle is, I think, the, the fucking the guiding light here, and it just fails in specifically in the two prongs that it was st- the first game was strongest in, and I think that's a, a massive mistake. But I do think that the foundation for a good game exists. Like the GPS is gonna be there, man, right? But it's gotta like it's gotta get rid of the green dots, basically. And the caves, right? Do the fog of war thing. I don't know how they do it. There's there's ways that they can do it and it'll be good. Uh, but yeah, as it is. Uh I don't know, man. Just Yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. The thing is because you're again the forest had this natural progression of like you moved like you started on that map you started south south uh west right yeah southwest side and your natural progression is moving up north along the coastline uh and 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 you're sort of doing this like almost u-shape is the natural progression um you can obviously go out and explore but you'll run across roadblocks where you can't get any further in some of these cave systems um whereas this you're basically chucked either in the middle or you know somewhere else and there's no like all right where do i go now it's just off you go and it's not a like oh, i found this thing and I, I go off into the next tool that i find um you know in in the forest it was like finding the map and finding the rebreather and finding um you know all the climbing equipment all all that sort of stuff to get you into these next areas finding dynamite in certain places and uh and new new tools that you can use along the way whereas this is just you just run around and follow dots and see if it gets you anywhere uh and then when you run out of things to go explore you're like oh maybe i'll go to the other side of the island because because i haven't been there yet yeah
1: that's it yeah
0: Yeah, and then you go there and you're like, oh, I need a thing to get into this thing. All right, well, I'll go to the next dot. Yeah. And off you go. And then you kind of make a mental note in your head like, all right, on my giant map, which was the cave I need to go back to to find the thing that I ran into six hours ago. I I can't really remember. Because in in the forest, you had that, You had your to-do list and it would mark off things. It'd be like, You've explored this cave. Like this cave is done. And if you ever went back in that cave, you look at your map and be like, Oh, I'm in Hangman's cave, I can don't have to go there anymore. Like it's done. Yeah. Um whereas this, you're like, is this the cave I was in where the thing was? Or do I come back? And so then that becomes problematic. And anyway, yeah, they need to do something to make that exploration way more fun. And just like, even then, there's just no landmarks in the game to be like, oh, there's a giant hole in the floor here. Or there's a crashed plane in this area. Or there's a giant river in this particular spot. I think there are. I actually
1: think there are enough landmarks because uh, i can think of a bunch there there is a there's a crashed helicopter there's a crash plane there's a yeah i
0: found that giant but bomb, like
1: there's like there's a bunch of but stuff could you
0: could you look at the map now and point to where that is on the actual map like where that helicopter is
1: i reckon voice. If,
0: if if i said to you like where are the weird uh like hut shaped things yeah on sons of the forest map like you're like oh yeah i know exactly where they are or the, like the, the crashed plane yeah not map, map or the sinkhole or
1: but again, we've played a lot more of the forest, right? We've experienced that map many more times. And the yep. first time we played through that game and we didn't have a fucking map, I was going fucking bonkers, right? And then you find this stupid fucking map that you have to draw in like as you're going. And I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking mechanic, right? That was great. GPS is so much better than the fucking drawn in map. Uh, I do miss it in caves, uh, and yeah, the compensation mechanic is to make caves less interesting generally. Yeah, it just yeah.
0: doesn't work. I don't think. Uh, but yeah,
1: like, well, they're not interconnected or anything, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, anyway. it used to be like this whole system before. Not yeah. not a whole system, but like there would be like four or five entrances to this cave system, and you'd pop out and be like. Whoa, where the fuck am I? Like, yeah. this is bananas. And then you'd go exploring this area, whereas in Sons of the Forest, you kind of pop out of a cave and you're like, all right, to the next dot. Yeah. To the next dot I go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Disappointing. Yeah. Uh, like, they are saying like six months on early access? I only, don't
1: know. Only if this build is extremely old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like you said before, when it, like halfway through this I'm like, there is like what was this game yeah, in May of last year when they were supposed to release it right? That doesn't make any sense. I and mean like this, w-
2: the story when, right? when they delete like, it when they delayed
0: it from October? Yeah like how did they think they were going to make it in February?
1: What about when you open like, the door and it just goes into a cutscene with a bunch of people you've got no fucking idea who they are
0: that was yeah cool. and they're like yelling at you and shitting yeah. like all right okay fair enough yeah dope um, anyway very disappointing yeah uh yeah that, i mean i i don't want to sound harsh but like i said it felt like if that first game feels like a fluke because they just didn't know what to do with the second game i'm like what have they been doing this entire time other than making a really pretty engine yeah. i guess and, yeah. and working on the building mechanics because that stuff is fucking great. Yeah, and then everything else is like exactly the same as the first game, but just done worse. Uh, so, mm. um, yeah. yeah, it must like. Uh, anyway, I'm so disappointed. Me too. <laughs> but I'm I'm sort of glad that you guys feel the same because I'm not I'm not crazy. Um, Although I tell right, you well,
1: what, we definitely had more fun than you because we were playing together. Did you watch my video it was sad it should have been a lot longer remember. but uh we played like eight hours on, on the Saturday hungover as fuck uh, but uh, discord didn't record audio so I didn't record Nate's part right. of a lot of it and so it just sounds like yeah a lot of the video I'd recorded would just sound like me being a cunt to Nate you're like oh yeah you fucking love it you stupid bitch and then it'd show me shooting him and then i'm like it's just without nate giving me shit first that just sounds <laughs> like that just seems really Arsh. harsh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, without nate basically asking for it uh yeah that just seems really rough so uh, i'm not going to include that one but yeah anyway uh yeah disappointed let's do some news
0: let's get through some news here the uh, PlayStation State of Play was on last week uh, they showed a, a bunch of VR um, stuff that's coming humanity looks weird, that's like a, a Lemmings esque game but in VR mm. um, super weird uh some more Street I guess the end of Street Fighter, the new the last characters that are coming up on that. That's not in VR though. No. Um, yeah, anyway, there's a bunch of VR stuff mainly. Uh, but then they capped things off with the first look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Oh, uh, man. previously we've seen we've seen cutscenes and all that sort of stuff. This is the first look at gameplay, hyping up. I think it's, they did it's a Rocksteady. Spectacular job. Rocksteady Studios Ar- the team behind Arkham, the Arkham yep. games, fantastic um, Batman games. Third ones, you know, it had a bit of problem, but <laughs> still great game. Yep. Um, Arkham Knight, or even Arkham, uh, not sorry, not Arkham Knight, Arkham City and, and Arkham Asylum, arguably two of the best games ever made. Um, yeah, you know, game of the sort of stuff. Yeah. So you know, a lot of. High caliber praise for that studio. Um continuing that Arkham esque uh storyline with the Suicide Squad team. Looked pretty cool, judging from the cutscenes we've seen. I was amped for it. Four player co op. And then they show this off. And I could not be more uninterested. You're nuts in mate. this gameplay. You're nuts.
1: <laughs> you're you're bonkers, mate. Hear me out, right? Like Alright, yep. so we, we were obviously, or like, I think we've flipped sides, right? Because before, right, when they were showing stuff, I was like, wow, this looks bad, right? Yeah. I think this, this video must have been probably the best move that they could have made. Because... Oh, they're getting like, our expectations low. Oh, they couldn't be lower. My expectations have never been lower for a fucking game. Than they are right now for Sci so Squad. There's no way. There's no way, like Sons of the Forest, right? I. oh I was so disappointed. Right? There's no way I'm gonna be disappointed by this. Jesus. Like, well, yeah. I if if it runs, I'll be like, Wow, good job. <laughs> I get to be a shark. I'll just walk I'll walk three steps as a shark and I'll be impressed at this mm. point. Because fuck a duck, uh, it was hard to watch. It was actually I thought it was hard to watch.
0: Yeah, it got about forty-five seconds into the trailer. I'm like, this is this is a joke. Like, we're getting pranked, aren't we? <laughs> like, w- where did that other game go? Yep. Like, if you showed me Ark- the Arkham game and then this, and we're like, this is the same developer, and it's not only the same developer, it's set in the same universe, I'd be like fuck off it is like <laughs> you're you're joking yeah um no it seems like it's n- a very action focused um it reminded me a lot of uh that microsoft first party game uh, crackdown uh, crackdown yeah I, i'm like this is like crack like they spent a bunch of money on crackdown
1: but like crackdown three yeah when when because crackdown one was fucking awesome sure yeah and then everything went bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to be proven wrong. Um, maybe the combat will just click, and it'll be really cool. But yep. four player co-op, I could. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. be less excited than this. Yeah. Um, I don't. Maybe it's just because it's. It seems so shooty focused. I was sort of expecting a melee combat game because of just how they've done yep. stuff before. Yeah. Um, anyway people aren't happy with the uh gear system either getting a lot of backlash for that um but i don't know i'll 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 wait and see that ain't too far off it's coming out in it's it's yeah it's next couple of months unless they just kill it tax right off
1: (laughs) back early. yeah
0: yeah yeah um all right so we'll um yeah we'll see what happens with that one who knows God yep. <laughs> Strange Alright um, next up Elden Ring is getting expansion They dropped this at like I don't know 10 o'clock at night for some reason Right weird Really bizarrely because the the one year anniversary Was last week For right? Elden Ring Yeah. No trailer just a tweet Yeah
1: Yeah pretty odd Yeah. But uh, I'm hyped I don't
0: know Yeah Miyazaki rolled over And pressed the send button on his account so I'm going back to bed. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what that is, but we don't know. We don't know point. anything. No. Yeah. Right. what I'm not looking forward to is 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 uh jumping back into that game, trying to figure out how to start the expansion, and then realizing I've got to play through that entire game again because my character will be under leveled.
1: <laughs> you didn't go through the new game plus, did you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. You fucking idiot! And I played a. 10, 15 Mission hours. Steak. With now, I've got like literally okay. hundred hours to go to finish it.
1: It'll be like, uh, oh, you know, you know what they could do? They could, mm. they could, they could still stitch me up. You got to go to the original version of uh, the uh, the city before it falls to ash. If you can't yeah. get to the DLC while it's under ash, then I'll be fucked, and I'll have to start over. Uh, Just give us a new
0: save. Just make it awesome. be complete. Different game. I'll be happy with that. Right. They have to do it like that, surely.
1: They won't. They absolutely won't. They never do. It'll be a painting in some fucking building that you never went to.
0: Yeah. Do you think that'll be this year? Drop it the day before um, Zelda?
1: (laughs) What a fucking shot that would be. Uh, Yeah, that'd be gold. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't drop when uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain came out. Mm. That's how I like to do it, isn't it? Horizon's coming out. Some Elden Ring contents coming. Some From Software
0: contents coming. Out. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah. Anyway, I was, yeah.
0: Uh, Mortal Kombat Twelve was announced during a Warner Brothers Discovery investors call. I don't think um, Ed Boone knew about this. Uh, right?
1: This didn't seem like it.
0: No. Um, so yeah, that's coming. It'll be released this year yeah. apparently um, I like those games I like the Mortal Kombat uh, the Nether Realms yep. fighting games they're good fun
1: yeah usually um, uh, convince me to play them yeah
0: so we'll see what that one is um, and what characters they've got in store for us and bizarre story and whatever's yeah. going on there yep. A couple more stories here uh, which you put down Reggie Fizmer says that VR gaming is destined to remain niche until there is a must-play experience.
2: Yeah, I thought,
1: thought we were talking about VR uh, a bit today, so uh, it might be an interesting one to, to chuck on. I know you're a big fan of Half Life, Alex, even though it's you know not very good. Um, yeah, like, what do you think? Is there a must-play experience on VR?
0: Yeah, I think there is. But yeah. like we're going back to the must-play experience has a, you know, yeah. a must have deep pockets to fork out all that money. What's the must-play uh, experience? I think there's a bunch of them. Half-Life Alex is one of them. Beat Saber is a great example. Um Super hot. Like yeah. I, th- I don't think there's just one like the killer app. It's I think there's a series. What's of them. the do Zelda Breath of the
1: Wild of VR?
0: I think it's Half-Life Alex, absolutely not,
1: absolutely okay. not, absolutely not. Uh, you think it's
0: Janky Boneworks? Hey, you think it's no, Janky I don't Boneworks? No, I
1: don't think it's Boneworks either. I don't think VR has its killer app. I think yeah. Boneworks is better than Half-Life Alex. We already discussed like where we like you know split on that one. I prefer you know good gameplay, and you prefer fine detail. That's fine, right? You're you're a graphics whore. We know we knew that when you bought a forty ninety we're aware and uh, and got an Intel CPU even though it can't play the forest sons of the forest um, yeah I don't I don't think I, th- I think he's I think he's right I don't think there is a killer app uh, I think there are some f- fucking great games uh, that if you've got VR like you absolutely should check out and I think VR is closer than ever before to being affordable while also not forcing you to give money to fucking Meta, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, it's it's it doesn't have that same penetration, um, and it won't have that until, like you said, the, the price point lowers uh, more, but also the walled garden thing has mm. to stop. That yeah, that's the biggest problem, right? There there are some fucking amazing games in VR, and with your PSVR two, you can't play most of them. Yeah, right. You can't play. Do they have Beat Saber yet?
0: Um, I think so. I think that's on the original PlayStation, right? Sorry, PlayStation Four.
1: But it's not. It's not cross compatible.
0: The games are they not? No,
1: they're not, man. They're not. That's that's what's so fucking crazy about this shit, man. It's not mm. cross compatible. So you don't even have Beat Saber. You don't have Super Hot VR. I doubt they ever port that one across. You don't have Half Life Alyx. You don't have
0: Boneworks. The story Boneworks. here that says it's coming to PlayStation VR. I don't it's coming know where to.
1: Right. Like, yeah. Right. That's the problem. Right there. Is that, like, you can't even play all of the fucking the greatest hits. Uh, and yeah. It's, it's a huge... That's the biggest problem that VR has to me. There are great games and you can't play half of them. This fucking... That in-death game that I was playing. In-death, is it? The fucking bow and arrow one. I was... Yeah, in-death. Where they reckon all the best updates went to the Quest 2 version. Uh, and the Quest 2 has... I think there's the Jurassic Park game out on PSVR 2.
2: Okay.
1: Um... Jurassic World game, whatever. I think it's like an adventure game. Um, That was a Quest exclusive. I still can't play that. There's still no way for me to do that. Um, Revive got like shut down, basically. So like, yeah. Not only do you have to fork out a fuck ton on uh, the platform, but you also... Have to deal with the fact that half the time that platform might not be able to play all of the fucking best games. Mm. It's it's devastating. Like the the market saturation isn't there to support this sort of fucking stupidity. That's the real problem
0: with, yeah. uh, with VR. Today- but also, like we we got to that point where Meta was all in on the metaverse and yep. trying to build this massive ecosystem that they've now completely squandered. Um, yeah, they've kind of just fucked it for everybody at this point.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Well, we're, we're on the bounce back now, I think. I think the PSVR 2 will be good for the bounce back, but yeah, it's still... It's, it's hard to tell there's a bounce back because there just isn't that... The, it doesn't have that big an impact outside of yeah. people who have VR hardware.
0: They also need to put the effort into it They can't just release this and be like Alright here's our launch games and we're good Yeah. Like they need to Actually come to the table and put some content out Yeah. If they want other people to Adopt it to convince other developers To make content for it Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway Alright um, One more story here Beyond the Summit is shutting down This is the esports uh, production company Yeah um, Who have done stuff in the past They did a lot of Dota content back in the day. Yep, and smash um,
1: and some like a bunch of fighting games and yeah, I, just, I don't know. This it's sad. Uh it's not good that you know they went strong for 11 years. Uh, I think esports is in a really tough place right now. Uh it's like a really tough place right now. Uh Yeah, I don't know. I think this might be This might signal something real bad for the state of esports in general. Um, Hmm. And, yeah, that's not good, right? Like, uh, I don't know. I love esports. So, I will be disappointed if it disappears. And I hope it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, yeah. anyway. uh, I like BTS, so it's a bummer
0: yeah yeah i I think that like one of the most interesting things that i watched from them was their um their dota tournament was really strangely uh interesting to watch because it was literally just like a house Mm -hmm. in the u.s where you had you know 10 of the top dota teams playing in this house yeah but that was it and then they do all this bizarre content around it yeah um which was really fun and interesting and you know yeah they did Ings that for
1: all that, like, that was that was their fucking shtick and it was so fucking entertaining for every game like it made me want to watch games that like i don't want to watch smash i don't want to watch smash but i found bts smash mm-hmm. entertaining you know
0: yeah because you would have these personalities that knew a lot about the game sitting on a couch yeah because they just you know lost their last tournament and now all of a sudden they're in the they're casting again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like analysts and things like that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's it a completely different vibe. Um and it was very cool. It was very you know, garage, grunge. It was yeah, it was good. So it's it's disappointing.
0: Yeah. Um to the point where like they'd have these massive DDoS attacks on like someone's on. house. And you, you know, the stream would go down for eight hours while they're trying to find yeah. a new router or something like yeah. that. And, um, yeah, all right. But now these giant production companies are, are taking things and getting exclusive deals and making sure no one get the rights to broadcast anything. It's, yeah, becoming a problem. Yeah. Uh, and also, no one wants to spend money on esports either. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, also it's a it's, big it's, problem. It's going in the way of like games journalism. Like, how cheap can we do things? And then, yeah these production companies putting in bids to put on this stuff and nobody's getting paid and no one's making any money and yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's the news for this week. Uh, good podcast. Um, we got any questions to get through? We do. Uh,
1: I can see the thing. Let's see what we got. Fucking. All right. Here we go. We got some stuff. Uh, I don't think we answered that. Evening. Are we all the way back here? Twenty three. How many are we there's a lot happening here. Holy what shit. What happens? Holy shit team. Awesome. Loads of questions. Here we go. Alright. Tack another fucking hour onto this thing. Uh Baz writes. I'm gonna have to fucking move this thing down here so I don't crane my neck trying to read the fucking thing. Evening, gents. Sorry, Baz writes. uh, Evening, gents. I have noticed people who have purchased Hogwarts, Atomic Hearts, Copping Grief. I don't think this is fair, especially considering there will be a lot of people that are oblivious to the reasons as to why they shouldn't support these games. What do you think is a solution to this issue going forward? Uh, uh, Being respectful of other people's decisions, I suppose, um, is about the only one you can do. Everyone, I think I said it last week or maybe the week before, everyone draws their own lines in the sand, right? Like, if you can't respect that someone else is like, drawn different lines, and this is only, just to be clear, only talking about uh, making purchasing decisions for entertainment products. I am not talking about... Uh, you know, living their lives as a giant piece of shit or something, um, actively persecuting people with different fucking uh, systems of living. But uh, if yeah, if you, if you can't respect that other people draw different lines in the sand, then um, yeah, you need to exercise some fucking. Self-reflection, right? That's, I think, about the only thing you can do. Like, the problem with that is that it cuts both ways, right? Like, you, you can tell these people to fuck off. Uh, but, yeah, you, yeah you're kind of stuck, right? They're always going to be around. So, yeah, I don't think there is a solution. It is the nature of the internet. It will be there, for, you know the whole fucking way through I guess Luke any thoughts yeah. is there a solution I'm missing
0: no I mean there's always going to be two sides two extremes to that side right and those two extremes are always fucking crazy people it seems like you're like you're not doing any you're not helping anybody by doing that shit uh, like yes maybe I, I agree with your um, you know wh- what you're sort of trying to convey but but you're doing it in the wrong way. (laughs) Like going in and harassing people or stuff like that. Is just not the right way to do about it. And I just don't understand what they're thinking when they do that. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, Uh, like
1: they're, they're hurting and they're lashing out, I guess is, is what it is, uh, in the instances where they're not just bad faith trolls being fuckheads. Uh, so it's complicated. You know, it's a it's a tricky one. Uh because you empathize with people who are in a in a position where they're hurting, you know, whether it's, you know, uh the trans lives issue with Hogwarts or you know Russia with atomic hearts, right? Like yeah, those are both significant fucking things that impact people's lives in a significant fucking way right so yeah empathize I empathize with the, the desire to scream at people about this but it is an entertainment product it is ultimately meaningless and all you can do is try to live your own life better uh, as you see it right it's all yeah. you can do uh,
0: um, yeah, Hogwarts. I guess he twelve was it twelve million copies in yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, um, yeah, it's a lot of copies. I guess
0: it's a uh, lot of copies and a lot of copies.
1: I mean, not as good as Elden Ring, obviously. 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 Uh, and so, Grey Squirrel then writes, "Not buying the games clearly, and he didn't make it a question because he is a." cunt dr e3 money writes suggestion for luke and tj's co-op adventurers venturers uh couched as a question have you guys tried valheim together i know luke played some with us when it first came out or is luke crazy and does
0: he hate it luke um yeah maybe i'll check it out at some point all
1: right all right all right that's that's so non-committal. That's so non-committal. And i not going to be baited into any anything further. I tried, Drew. Uh, Dr. E3 Money continues. Also, what if this Nintendo-Microsoft deal is way more disappointing than we think? What if there is no new hardware yet, and it's them arranging to have Xbox Game Pass on Nintendo via Xbox or NVIDIA streaming services? The fact that this Nintendo deal is mentioned with NVIDIA gives this some credence, right? Um, That's an interesting one. I saw some very strong rumors today that we are getting new hardware. but um, No, he
0: said not not to quote him. uh, This is from Jeff Grubb, Grubb, right?
1: No, no, that's not where I saw it. Uh, okay. But... uh, But... Nevertheless, and and that would explain that would be a reasonable explanation for Nvidia being a part of this because uh, their Tegra uh, chipset is integral to the uh,
0: next the, the thing, Switch, apparently.
1: yeah, and and probably to the next Switch as well. However, uh, it would be fucking hilarious if all all that this deal entailed was Xbox installing the Edge browser on the Switch. Because it's not like the fucking Switch doesn't already have enough fucking security vulnerabilities having a fucking web browser on it. Oh my God. It's spectacular. It's genius. I love it. It's what I want to see. Uh,
0: Luke? Yeah. Anything to add? No. There was a rumor today, Jeff Grubb's podcast, um, saying that he has heard late 2023 for a Switch, next Switch reveal, but also saying that he can't. Uh, he can't verify that, right? Either. So. Yep. Yep. They, yep. Yeah.
3: I mean, Probably it makes the same, sense. It'd be. Same
1: four chan link I saw there, I <laughs> guess. Um, Liam writes: I find it hard to believe Nintendo has a new console out in time for the next COD. So I would assume, however it goes, streaming will be involved at some point. There's no question there. Liam is also a. Cunt. Jack T writes, with the increased beef of GPUs, CPUs, and even storage and memory, will game devs just give up on optimization? Will they? Like that implies that at some point in the future, they're going to do that. uh, As opposed to it's already happening right now. Um... But he continues, or they continue. Some of the recommended uh, recommended PC specs for games recently seem unnecessarily absurd. Uh, or is that genie out of the bottle now? P.S. Still waiting on a drunken Texan audible release. All right. Uh, yeah. What do you reckon? Uh, do you <laughs> reckon we we overpower? We like. I mean, your computer. Should theoretically hot, hot garbage. overpower fucking literally anything, but uh, it doesn't. Which is bananas. Uh, yeah, do, do devs just give up on optimization, or do you think uh, it'll always be a a pursuit?
0: Um, I think like there's a better. Obviously consoles are in a better state of doing that stuff because they're just working off very minimal specs. Like the specs on these consoles don't change a whole lot yeah. from time to time. There are revisions yeah. um every six months to a year when the hardware inside of them changes, but people they're not out there being like, This chip's quicker or you know, there's a bit more the RAM's a bit faster. It's um, you know very minor changes so until of the they pro do versions
1: yeah
0: yeah outside of that sort of stuff um the mid-generation and so we upgrade yeah we've gone to the performance versus um you know performance versus resolution or, or, or like graphics phase where i think that's a cool system or, or that we're exploring right now yep um, whereas on the pc it's just you know, it's the wild west of who's got what hardware and how will things run and what's compatible um, and what works. So that's a, a tougher area for optimization. So that's, yeah, an interesting. Um, I mean, I think we've, see, we've seen
1: some fucking Moore's Law type shit go on, mm-hmm. right? Exponential increase has quickly turned the flagship consoles uh, obsolete, right? And obsolete, I use, you know, uh, you know, like facetiously, right? They're not obsolete. Mm-hmm. They're still great. But uh, we are at a point now where, like, your fucking graphics card does so much more than what my graphics card does. And my graphics card is, like, I don't know, 20% better than a, what a PlayStation 5 has.
0: Sure. right yeah and it's only what th- 3 years old
1: exactly 2 years old right where we're not that deep into this fucking console generation uh yeah. and yeah you know like they i don't think they expected this kind of leap uh and i think it has, it has changed the landscape because what usually happens is we get the new console generation and uh there's a little bit of keeping up yeah the graphics (laughs) Graphics cards graphics cards are yeah like maintaining uh and we have a bunch of games that are all pushing the same level but what's happened instead is yeah the the leap has been so fucking significant that uh backwards now yeah exactly though it's it's where well, we're much further into the generation. Like this is this is the sort of shit that you normally see towards the end of the life cycle yeah. of a, fucking you know, the Last of Us console. Part
0: IIs, or you're like, exactly, this is the best looking game I've seen, or like exactly. Red Dead Redemption comes out, you're like,
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, on so top it's of just that, sort like, of like you...
1: leapt ahead, right?
0: Yeah, so. and and also we're in a generation where um, AI has not really been a factor yet. Yeah. It seems like that's going to be a thing on the next Nintendo console, um, yeah. but we're not at that point with these current PlayStation and Xbox consoles, and we're going to get another jump yeah. in, in performance then, because yeah. um, like like you're saying, you're 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 on a two year old piece of hardware. And mine can do DLSS 3, which is another huge boost in terms of what it can generate. And that's only really new technology. Like, give that thing another six months to a year and see where that goes. It would be nuts. Um, So, yeah. Like, do they need to optimize when I'm getting 300 frames in a 4K, you you know, not 4K, maybe 1440p game or... You know, if I'm getting 150 to 200 frames in a 4K game, like, where's the optimization lie? The optimization comes into, like, streaming-specific sections so you don't get that big drop-off that I was talking about before where you see significant drops through areas. Um, Sons of the Forest still has that when you're going from cave systems to above ground. You see that hitch where it's stopped. You're like, ah, they're hiding the seams here. Um, Yeah, That's where a lot of that sort of needs to... Where that optimizations coming into play, uh, talking like optimization for what the PlayStation hardware is doing. Yeah, it changes. And this is going back to that. Um, the I think it uses the eye tracking stuff for this, but yeah, it will render stuff in your peripheral vision at a lower resolution than what is in your main focal point in Jesus order to Christ. boost the power or wherever you're looking, so that you can't actually. When you're looking at it, it's a bit blurrier and the resolution isn't as high. So, it's doing stuff like that to to get the, you know, frame rate up that's in certain fucking cool, points. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's huge. So, that stuff's cool. Nice. Good um, question.
1: Good question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the Drunken Texan Audible release. Uh, I actually. Out. If, if you, if you listen, if you catch the bonus episode that sh- might be out by the time this is out, uh, it's, I've sent it to Luke, but it's entirely when he wants to put it up. Um, there is, if you get to the end, uh, you can listen to me do a paragraph in a accent. It's not a good accent. I don't know. That's a Texan accent. And I, I, didn't, I wasn't drinking, so uh, it's not drunken. But you can hear it, and you can hear how bad an idea it would have been. Uh, so there is that. Um, Fringe Monster Man writes, Hi, Job. Why did I mispronounce my own name? Hi, Job. Hi, Luke. The modern era of VR began a decade ago with the Oculus Rift Kickstarter. VR was the next big thing, the future of gaming. Many headsets have come and gone, games have been released, the PSVR 2 is out or will be out soon, and Mark Zuckerberg is determined to make Ready Player One a reality even as he tanks the company by pouring billions into his Horizon Zero Worlds projects. VR certainly hasn't failed, but has it succeeded in becoming the next big thing, the future of gaming? I feel like you've been stitched up on this one, FMM, because we talked about this already extensively. But um, yeah, it's definitely not the next big... Well, it might yet be the next big thing, but it's certainly not a big thing yet. And uh, the distance that it has to cover to get there is still pretty significant. Ironically, I do think that the massive leap in fucking power uh, that that even like lower end hardware with like with AI on board has been capable of. Um, I do think that that is, is going to be very interesting, but I want to know whether DLSS three, which introduces a non negligible amount of input lag, right? I want to know how that would be with VR. Because that might be there might be like fucking fast track to vomit city, eh? This this frame and shit.
0: I've seen benchmarks on this stuff, and it it is coming down. And it's not a huge amount anyway. And it's only in certain titles, yeah. like,
1: but not a huge amount. Like it's it's almost everything in, in VR, right? Like anything is a huge amount in VR. Is the thing, right? You know. That's the problem uh because it's so in your face uh anything that that l- slows down the movement is it fucks you up so yeah
0: yeah i have some numbers for you though uh right. 44% of vr headsets on pc steam oh, oculus quest 2 Yep. Uh Index Valve Index is 16%, right. Oculus Rift S is 13, and then the HTC Vive is 6.6. 6. Uh can you guess what the adoption rate is for VR headsets for Steam users? How many people out there have it?
1: Uh
0: 1.5%. Uh, it's higher. Uh it's 2.2% of Damn. Steam users have VR headsets
1: i like think yeah that's that's um, yeah.
0: according to this hardware server so in so it they
1: do it's certainly not here yet f m m uh but we uh i i think we're still both pretty big believers in the tech like you, the experiences you can get out of it provided you have the money to outlay for it are are pretty fucking amazing i i think so uh yeah I think it'll get there one day, like definitely. But uh, yeah, it's a way uh, way off yet. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean to give you an idea, forty ninety. There's a point two three percent of Steam use out of forty ninety. So, um, what's what about forty eighty? Is it's not even on the list.
1: So. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. the forty eighty. Uh, all right. Veldar writes, Dear gorgeous aging podcasters. Aging. Uh, Video games as vehicles for displaying higher level concepts? Question mark. I got through Xenogears recently, a PS1 Squaresoft JRPG that heavily features concepts like Freudian Carl Jung's psychology theories, Gnosticism and Jewish mysticism, all wrapped up in a sci-fi setting. Yeah, you fucking you try and kill God uh, in a fucking mech. Um, unfortunately this kind of leaps to the leads to the mechanics of the game taking a step a back step and leave the player with some ludonarrative dissonance. My question then, are there any games that marry higher level concepts with gameplay? Or do you think the medium better suits the understated environmental storytelling? found in souls games
0: uh jeez oh this is somebody watched too much of the the matrix uh commentary on the uh bunch of philosophers (laughs) remember that we fired that up (laughs) it was like a bunch like two stoners uh yeah 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 two
1: stoner philosophers talking through like the philosophy behind matrix as a as an extra track yeah. on uh <laughs> on the Matrix it was fucking bananas. It was hilarious. But uh Xenoc is was pretty fucking deep. Um was going into some pretty deep shit. They were fucking they were stretching it. Uh I remember that shit. Um it oh, like it made playing Xenoblade Chronicles so much worse because it was it felt so shallow to me. Uh, as to the question at hand, uh, are there games that marry higher level concepts with gameplay? I mean, it depends on how high you want to get, I guess, you know, like you you can, you it's it's all a matter of interpretation really because you can look at something like uh metal gear solid 5 or metal gear solid 4 or 3 or 2 or 1 and the uh and the insane uh mythology that weaves its way through that game and you can dig real deep and, and find that that like, that game, those games are talking uh, about, like, uh, informational uh, informational theory in ways that, like, most people wouldn't, like, contemplate for years. Uh, or, or you could be like, ah, Johnny shit his pants again. Uh, and just play it as a game where Johnny shit his pants again. Right? And... And that's sort of how it goes. Like it's very easy to miss all of the extra shit going on in games because, at the end of the day, like it's it's the constant fucking, the nightmare that must, like you write. I like yeah. I write, I wrote a novelette. Right, it's not long, but um, yeah. I can, I can be pretty sure that anyone who makes it to the end read all of the words, right? But you make a fucking video game and there's no way of knowing, like I'm talking about fucking Woe Long Fallen Dynasty. And I'm like, I didn't know how to fucking block until like uh, the second time I died in, in the boss fight. Right. And there's a chance I didn't go and fucking do it again. I was too pissed off, but uh, like, there's a chance that they did flash up real briefly, hold L one a block, and I just fucking missed it, right? Uh, or, or when I was pressing all the buttons to work out what does what, I accidentally clicked through, like it had like prompts to tell me, and I clicked through it without ever noticing what the fuck it was telling me to do, right? It didn't have like a very like breadcrumby type thing. But the point I'm making is like you, you can miss something in a video game and there's no easy way to go back. If I want to go back in a book, I read back further up the page. If I want to go back in a movie, I rewind a bit. If I want to go back in a song, rewind a bit. Wanna go back in a game, it's not that easy. Like if you've got shadow play, you can shadow capture that shit. And I have used that on like a couple of occasions to be all like, wait, I must have missed something. i am going to fucking jump back. Uh, but yeah, like, fuck. Like, it's it can be as simple as, like, the player... the our, All our art will draw the player's eye to this focal point, right? But my ADHD ass is like, Oh, I wonder if there's some fucking treasure chest over in, like, this fucking direction... 180 degrees in the other direction and i miss some fucking glorious thing that's supposed to happen and all like you're supposed to see it but they can't guarantee that you will see it and that permeates every single fucking level of a video game and trying to nail that trying to make it so that you don't miss that shit is like nigh on impossible if you want to give the player any fucking agency. So you wind up in with game like you wind up with with fucking PlayStation syndrome, where like all of the really important shit seems to happen in a fucking cutscene, and I'm just wandering around as Kratos, like swinging my axe for bo- the 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 you know the fights, and then yeah, when I'm actually fighting gods, I'm mashing a button or something. You know, like it's it's not. The same right so you got to fucking pick your battles if you want them to see that shit uh then then you want them to, then then you have to force them to see it otherwise you wind up in a situation where yeah like elden rings minimalist storytelling really works because it doesn't matter if you miss all the fucking story right you can piece it together. You can go back and look if you really fucking want to. You play through those areas over and over and over again. You might actually absorb some of this shit. Uh, but it, that, that doesn't work for every single game. And yeah. it's It's got to be the fucking the nightmare of of interactive storytelling. It's got to be the greatest nightmare of interactive storytelling. I don't know how you fucking solve it either. Make every game a Souls game. Luke, any thoughts? I know oh, I've talked for it. like fifteen fucking minutes, so I nailed it. Uh cool. I think yeah. that's it then. That's a great question. Great questions all around. Lots of them too. I love it. Uh yeah. Awesome stuff.
0: Yeah. Wunderbar. Um also like just mm- or maybe I'll add that like now you fuck. No no high like high concept <laughs> games as well can get to a point where maybe they just become like regular. Like other people borrow from it and adapt and it just becomes the norm as well sometimes. Like Like something that may seem high concept at some point just becomes like a regular thing like the stuff you're talking about with like dark souls what they've done and like the minimalist storytelling like that has just become a staple of theirs and other genres have borrowed from that um or no you could even look at it like a a a PUBG, like battle royale how that started off is you know it's there's more to it than just like a bunch of people running around escaping from a circle there's this lore behind it and how it's all gotten to this point and all well, that complex sort of shit.
1: social dynamics and
0: yeah and now that's just become the norm right for a it, it doesn't seem high concept anymore it yeah. was 10 years ago but now it's just like oh everybody understands how that works because it's such a um it's ingrained in our in our how we play games it's, it's maybe escape from tarkov is in that spot where it is there's just so much going on. That that might be the next evolution of that sort of gameplay. Um, but as more games are borrowing from that system, it'll just be like, oh, we know how that works now. And, and there's always a starting point of this stuff. Like we just adapt and learn. And and something that might have been high concept at some stage is now just middle tier concept. Because <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. I'm just thinking of gameplay, not, not necessarily yeah, um, pure gameplay.
1: Not yeah. the marrying of storytelling and,
0: and not concepts. the shit Kojima does with like strands and strands inventing yep. new genres. True. No. Um. All right. Yeah. Good questions all around. A lot of questions. Um, yeah. Hey, you, you know what I realized? What's that?
1: We got so many great questions because this is episode six hundred and fifty.
0: It is. That's fucking. That's killer. That's a yeah. Well
1: done, Luke. Congratulations, well done. Luke. Um, actually it
0: might be it might be 51 because we're putting your bonus episode in somewhere
1: oh yeah but we're not we won't number that one so we don't count that one no it doesn't
0: yeah. count it's a bonus uh let's wrap this shit up yep you get some food um all right this that's a podcast you can find us on itunes android a new podcast device uh, the Gap, the GA podcast uh, If you do have a moment, please rate and review The show helps other people find us on the internet You can jump onto our discord page Thegapodcast.com Slash discord uh, We talk about movies, TVs, books uh, ask Esports questions. Ask questions uh, Chat away, all sorts of things on there You can play video games as well um, Yeah, jump in there Have a look you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all of our past episodes and anything else we chuck up on there, which includes uh, a link to, to Job's Amazon purchase. Go buy that. Go check it yeah, out. Book. It's up there. Um, as well as uh, your reviews in review. For spoken was the last one you hit up. I have it on the a bit. I've been busy doing
1: this other thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. Uh, you can also find all our social media links on there as well. If you want to go click on them, uh, that is all. Thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you go to patreon.com slash Podcast and uh, get the podcast early. Unless Job has an embargo, mm. which is the case for this week. It is.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah.
0: Thank you. Oh,
1: everyone. Thank you so much. That's that. We're very, very, bills. very grateful.
0: Yeah. Mm. All right. That's it. That's the podcast for this week. Um, yeah. I think there's some potentially some stuff we can talk about next week. I don't know. There's games coming out, I assume. Destiny? I you going to jump in Destiny?
1: To, absolutely not. Um, the stuff <laughs> I didn't get around to this week because I was playing other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I did get a code. From, I'm not playing Destiny. God damn it. I got a code on you Xbox. Did. Oh but how rude I play it on xbox yeah
0: can you trade it in
1: haha <laughs> just swap swap yeah oh, i don't know i don't know people seem to have so much fun i did have fun last time i played it see this is so tricky but i know it's a trick i know
0: it's all a fucking
1: trick anyway yeah why would you say right. destiny it's me
0: you get rolled up before you go to bed um all right. Well, there you go. That's podcast six fifty. See you for six fifty one next week. Uh, stay See safe.
1: You. See you for thirteen hundred. That's six hundred and fifty more.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's. All right. Let's do it. Easy.
1: Love you. Bye.